Tezbed's police will be stepping up patrols in Jewish and Muslim communities. And a Hertfordshire taxi driver will be sentenced next month after admitting helping his cousin to return to the UK after fighting in Syria. 44-year-old Tahir Bhatti from Watford drove jihadist Imran Khawaji back to the UK from Bulgaria in June last year. The Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg says it's incomprehensible that the official inquiry into Britain's role in the Iraq war won't now be published until after the general election. The Chilcot Inquiry, which held its last public hearings in 2011, was set up to investigate the US-led invasion of 2003. An investigation is underway at Watford General Hospital after the mother of a three-year-old girl with leukaemia complained about the care her daughter received. West Hertfordshire Hospital's NHS Trust has apologised to the family and say they've raised some serious issues. Mum, Abby Stanwix from Hemel Hempstead, wants the hospital to make changes. I am shouting about it. I am talking to the press. I'm I'm raising it to the highest level that I can because, not because I want to slag off Watford General or anything like that, because I just don't want any other family or any other little child like Bella to go through what we went through. The charity Age UK says there's been a big fall in the number of people over 65 receiving help from their local council in the past three years at a time when the number of pensioners is rising. The government says extra money has been provided and it's for councils to decide how to spend their budgets. Caroline Abrahams is from Age UK. When you look at what's going on in hospitals at the moment, this starts to make sense of why it's such a big problem for them. Because really social care acts as a pressure valve for hospitals. It helps ensure that when somebody is medically well enough Uh, if they're an older person, that they can actually safely be discharged home or to a care home. In sport, Liverpool and Chelsea drew one all at Anfield last night in the first leg of their League Cup semi-final. And Andy Murray has won his second round match at the Australian Open Tennis. He beat the Australian Marinka Matasevich in straight sets. The weather mostly dry and cloudy, but outbreaks of rain or sleet are possible. A maximum temperature 4 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Oh, dearie me, there was a slight delay from Simon's News and the start of the show. And I could never tell you why, otherwise we'd all lose our jobs. Let's suffice to say, Tony Fisher has lived a life. He's lived a life. Been all around the world. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. The part of Kelly Betts today is being played by uh, Shaggy. Hello. The part of Catherine Boyle is being played by a haggard, bitter old northern woman. And scene. And the part of me is being played by the voice of Channel 5's Cats Do the Funniest Things. Can you sound a little less sarcastic? I know. <laughs> that was mine. I didn't see it. I forgot it was on last oh, night. Oh, I sky lost it, so I'll let you know. Oh, let me know. Let me know how sarcastic I sound. OK. Hey. It's funny you get loads of tweets saying, oh, is that, is that you or Stephen Mulhern doing the voiceover for Cats? Do they think you're actually sitting there doing it as it goes out? Well, Kelly couldn't understand the fact that you go... To do a voiceover for a programme, you go in, they give you a script you read it you might make a few adjustments but you read it she's going what do you watch the pro- do you watch the program live and just talk what anyway on the show today terror prevention exposed engine these don't rhyme doesn't I s- matter i've tried about sexual but tension Dealey has got competition across beds hearts and bucks this is bbc three counties radio it's the j dog versus the k cat and it's very ten to seven. All will be uh, all will be revealed. Should we have some? Uh, go on. You want to say something? Well, it's like a reporter smackdown. 
Tony, I bet you'd like a reporter smackdown, wouldn't you, eh? Wowzers. <laughs> oh, hang on, I've pre- hang on, I've pressed open instead of... Uh, let, me, let me do that, let me do, let me do that again. Oh, I've pressed open instead of play, hang on. It was v- going to be very smooth. Do a louder smack for us, Tony. Hang on, here we go. Hey, Tony, I bet you'd like a reporter smackdown, wouldn't you? that schools in Buckinghamshire... Well, don't, you're not going to find a pair of headphones that work in the studio, Tony, for goodness sakes. Uh, we were told that schools in Buckinghamshire were being asked to report pupils at risk of being influenced by Islamic extremists. Well, a letter sent to teachers urged them to look out for suspicious behaviour, bags or vehicles near the schools. Well, it turns out this is part of a wider picture and Buckinghamshire County Council is being heralded by the Home Office for its work in this area. Uh, Tony Fisher is here to explain more. What is this wider picture, Tony? Well, Ian, basically, there's new legislation coming into force next month, which will mean all local authorities are duty-bound to report, take action, if they've got any concerns about a pupil they think may be at risk of Islamic extremism. Up until now, there's just been an understanding that they'll do this, but this will change in mid-Feb when the Counter-Terrorism and Security Bill is enshrined in law. Uh, The Home Office says we're not expecting teachers and nursery workers to carry out unnecessary intrusion into family life, but we do expect them to take action when 
when they observe behaviour of concern. It's important that children are taught fundamental British values in an age-appropriate way. Um, it goes on, we're currently consulting on statutory guidance which will set out the types of activity specified authorities should consider when complying with the proposed duty for schools, including nurseries and other childcare providers. We would expect staff to have the training they need to identify children at risk of radicalisation and know where and how to refer them for further help. And so this is what they're doing so well in Buckinghamshire then? Yeah, exactly. They say they've been working in line with this legislation for the past two years. Uh, They've sent me a statement saying Buckinghamshire County Council seen as best practice in this area by the Home Office and Office of Security and Counter-Terrorism. Now, Wickham is one of the 30 priority areas, as is Luton, um, set up by the Home Office as part of its approach to counter-terrorism, which gets additional government support, funding, that sort of thing. So there's areas that they seem are most at risk of where this might happen, where children may be most prone to radicalisation. And Buckinghamshire County Council has a dedicated panel of people from different areas from all sorts of different youth custody, health, mental health. Mm. They meet every month to discuss everything, basically, including individual referrals. So if schools have referred someone to them, they will then discuss what action to take, and that might involve the police as well, um, depending on the individual situation. Okay. They won't discuss specific numbers with me as the number of referrals that they've had, but they, have, they, ha- they say they have turned around, if that's the right word, the right expression, the people who have been referred to them. Okay. Um, so police obviously have a role to play in this. We'll be talking to the police later in the programme. So it could be that someone may come to their attention first, they then refer them to this panel or vice versa. Um, this panel is known as the channel panel. We don't want to get too bogged down in, in, in lexicon. Yeah, but we'll be talking to that chair of that panel okay. also later in the programme. So Wickham is one of 30 priority areas. Luton is another one of those. What is Luton doing in preparation for this uh, legislation that comes into force next month? Well, uh, i got to statement from them the other evening i asked for someone to come on the program this morning as yet no one has taken up the offer we've just got a a statement which doesn't tell us very much um it does say that it claims it's already working on many of the provisions in the counter-terrorism and security bill Mm -hmm. whatever that means and it goes on to say the draft consultation has been disseminated to key department leads to consider the implications of the duty so i don't know what that means Are they just shuffling bits of paperwork around in the office? We don't really know, and I haven't got any further clarification on that. No doubt, I would hope they are doing things for their sake, and I hope they are, but we just... They're not very good at shouting about it. Uh, What are the sanctions? Well, basically, the Secretary of State could intervene. Um, so if, there's, if, a, if a body, if an authority is not complying, Secretary of State could intervene. I've looked it up on the, uh, on the bill. It doesn't specify exactly what, what the sanctions are, um, but this will only happen when all other options have been exhausted. So this consultation's been going on for a year, Ian. It's due to run out at the end of this month, uh, and then uh, it's expected to go back before Parliament mid-February and become law then. Tony, thank you very much. Before we begin... Again. Thank you. Thank you on thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not a bad person. I know. I don't drink and I don't kill. I got no evil habits and I probably never will. I don't sing like Elvis Presley. <laughs> I can't dance like Fred Astaire. But there's one thing in my favor. What? <laughs> I'm a millionaire. That's beautiful. And I got more money than a horse has hands. Cause my rich old uncle died. 
But I'll never be Robert Redford Cause I'm much too fond of beer Please don't misunderstand me It's not love I'm trying to buy It's just I got all this here money And I'm a pretty ugly guy Cause I got more money Than a horse has has Cause my rich old uncle for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, let's start out on the major routes first of all, and we'll start on the M1. Looking fine at the moment, uh, no reported problems if you're heading out and about on the M1. Just checking the cameras, can't see anything uh, else of the ordinary uh, currently. Heading on to the trains, generally a good service with no reported delays. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Wednesday the 21st of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Training is taking place in Buckinghamshire schools to spot signs of children at risk of radicalisation. Bedfordshire Chief Constable Colette Paul has written an open letter to faith leaders in the county in the wake of the Paris attacks and the findings of the long-awaited Chilcot inquiry into Britain's involvement in the Iraq war will not be published until after the general election in May. BBC Three Counties Radio. Drink Wrapped on BBC Three Counties Radio. Where we find out the truths around mental health, disability and finding out more each week about illnesses. Sophie Salaria. I think the programme benefits the listener because they get to come on a learning journey with me, find out so much more about the illnesses that perhaps they wanted to know more about but didn't know where to ask. Shrink Wrapped. If you're a doctor and you're listening, you can get on board with Dr Chetnakang because she asks all the hard questions. Every Sunday from The types of stories we've covered have ranged from dementia and Alzheimer's to uncovering the lack of diagnosis of HIV in Bedfordshire. Shrink Wrapped on BBC Three Counties Radio.
BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, on Monday's show, we spoke to Lee Tyler in Luton. He was in hospital when his mum and dad broke the news that his front end had gone. No, it wasn't a medical thing. It was the front of his car had been nicked. Just, it was weird, wasn't it, Catherine? We had the pictures. We put them up on Facebook. It was just the, the front had been taken off. Completely lifted off by the looks of it and it happened in broad daylight no one saw anything. The police that Lee told us at the time were reluctant to go out. They told his girlfriend it was happening too frequently. We've heard from Lee and they they may have gone out. We're going to find out more about that later on aren't we? But um, we put the pictures on Facebook as I said and they rang a bell with former Beds on Sunday journalist Lauren Archer. Morning Lauren. Morning Ian. Because you posted, we posted these pictures of Lee's car and you went yep seen this, done this What, what, tell us what happened. I first became aware of this about a year ago uh, when a lady contacted us and sent some pictures over. And like you said, the front of the car was literally missing. It, it was really quite shocking to see. Um, and it was a, it's a funny thing to say about a theft, really, but it looks quite a neat and professional job. Yeah, it, do, um, it does look very precise, doesn't it? 
Yes. <laughs> so that was the first time I became aware of it. And we ran that first initial story. Others had never seen anything like that before. And after that, we were getting contacted about two or three times a week. Wow. Um, with people um, sharing their photos, sharing their experiences. And it was happening, as you say, in daylight. It was happening in private car parks. It was... It was quite unbelievable, really. And did, what, what was the reaction from the police a, a year ago? A year ago, uh, they were unable to tell me whether there'd been a spike in these kinds of incidents or whether this was a problem, and we did put that to them at the time. Yeah. Um, and we didn't really get a definite, definite response in it, but from our end, we were seeing it every week, so we, we knew there was a bit of a problem, really. Um, and was there a specific, was there one make of car, or, or, or was it just you know nice cars in general? No, there was was one making car, and as I said, it it, it was a year ago. Um, but it was Vauxhalls in particular, Vauxhall Corsas. Right, um, not funny. And, and at the time, we we put that to Vauxhall as well, and they said there was nothing particular about that car that makes it easier to take the front away. Do we, um, do we know I, what Lee's car was, Catherine? Do we... I think it was a Vauxhall Corsa. We'll check with him. Yeah. We'll him in an hour. Isn't that f- Listen, if anybody can shed any light on it, I don't know anything about cars. 08459 455. And to be fair, it's quite hard to tell what it used to be yes. because it's a state, <laughs> isn't it? And Laura, do you know um, that when you reported this, were there any arrests made? Was, was, was anything? Did anything happen? No, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the woman never get, got back in contact with us, so I don't know for definite, but it was never said that arrests were made on this. I just think it's, it's, it really has left me scratching my head. And, and you, were, you say you were getting two or three incidences of this a week. After the first time we ran the story, it was we were definitely getting contacted a couple of times a week, people showing photos, people who this really affected where their car... Um, I remember we had a driving instructor, so car is vital to that job. People were unable to get to work, and it's, it's just really shocking to come out of your house or wake up in the morning and find half your car missing. And you're right. You, 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 these uh, um, uh, operations look very precise, don't they? These, these people know exactly what they're doing. It, it does look... A, a professional professional job which sounds a funny thing to say yeah. but when you think of a theft you think of window smashed or someone getting in for a few coins but it's a for the, the whole car to be missing so many parts it just looks like a very neat job we spoke to one in, uh, mechanic in the last couple of days who said that um they had a, th- this happening last year as you say and at one point they gave the guy a courtesy car to drive away with and that one got done as well yeah, it was both of them voxel courses uh lauren listen it's a cracking story thank you so much for, for getting in touch on our facebook page and it's really good to talk to you no problem at all, you too. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for getting up at this ridiculous time of the morning. She's a good one, isn't she? she? That's great. Thank you. For... Can anyone explain... I mean, I know nothing about cars. Why would... Vo- what, what, a, 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 a Vauxhall Corsa's got gold hidden inside them? What, what, what is it? Ben, well, you're a man. You're like a, a nerdy man. Uh, yeah. I mean, I say man. You're a, you're a man boy. Uh, any idea? <laughs> you're a boy. Okay. You, you, you know men. Yes. You saw a man once. Uh, any yeah. idea why this, they go for Corsa's? No. Is it a boy racer thing? I don't know. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. My brave, my brave, my brave friend. I've been living in style, unaccustomed as I am to the luxury.
There's a lane closed because there's been an accident just before Junction 15 for Sawtree, so that's causing some problems and delays there. But checking the speed sensors and no reports of any problems on the M1 or the M25 seems to be moving very well so far. It does look quite wet on the motorways, so take care with surface spray. Having a look at the A1 in Roxton around the roadworks at the Black Cat roundabout, that's all moving fine so far, but could cause you some delays later on. And in High Wycombe on the A40 Oxford Road, there's a lane closed there for roadworks at Oxford Street, so that could affect you in both directions if you're travelling through there this morning. On the train no reports of any delays so far. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Training is taking place in Buckinghamshire schools to spot signs of children at risk of radicalisation. Meanwhile, Bedfordshire Chief Constable Colette Paul has written an open letter to faith leaders in the county in the wake of the Paris attacks. And a Hertfordshire taxi driver will be sentenced next month after admitting helping his cousin to return to the UK after fighting in Syria. The Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg says it's incomprehensible that the official inquiry into Britain's role in the Iraq war won't now be published until after the general election and Age UK claims that hundreds of thousands of older people who need social care are being left high and dry by a lack of funding and services. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Liverpool and Chelsea drew one all at Anfield last night in the first leg of their League Cup semi-final. Raheem Sterling scored a second-half equaliser for Liverpool after Eden Hazard's penalty gave Chelsea a first-half lead. His Chelsea boss, Jose Mourinho. The good thing is that uh, a two-legs semi-final now becomes a one-leg semi-final. Because of a draw, we know that the goals away in the 90 minutes, the goals are, are not considered. So the match has not a bridge. Uh, Liverpool has to win and Chelsea has to win. So it becomes only one leg, but in our house where uh, obviously we are more comfortable. Tonight, Tottenham host Sheffield United in the first leg of their semi-final. Watford remains seven points behind Championship leaders Bournemouth after the South Coast side's 1-0 defeat at Leeds. Milton Keynes-Dons remained third in League One after fourth-place Preston drew one all at home to Yeovil. Steve Nitsch have confirmed the permanent signing of midfielder David McAllister after a successful loan spell. Wickham have confirmed that manager Gareth Ainsworth's new contract is a five-and-a-half-year deal. And last night's Hart senior cup tie between Hemel Hempstead and Watford was postponed. Andy Murray has won his second round match at the Australian Open. He's beaten the Australian Marinko Matasevic in straight sets 6-1, 6-3, 6-2. He improved, uh, obviously, as the match went on and there was a lot of uh, tight games um, in the second and third sets and a few of them could have gone either way and uh, those sets could have been a different story but I managed to, to, to win those games and it was a good, good match. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 7. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Fair play. Fair play. The sun has played a blinder, hasn't it? Well, by not saying anything. They have stitched us up like kippers. It was all a con. It was a trick. They lied to us. They manipulated us. It's smoke and mirrors. The smoke is pants. The mirrors is bras. That's what they've done. Page three is on page five today. And um, it's... um, How can I phrase this in a different way that I didn't use upstairs? Um, It's vintage... It's sexier than page three used to be. Because they've got bras on and swimsuits. Or, I don't know, what, what would you call that? Is that a basque? Uh, like a body. And she's wearing a body, which is, as guys, as we all know, a little bit of mystery is sexier than a lot of nip. See, oh. women would style that differently. That, those two outfits look very, very flammable. I wouldn't stand next to a three-bar if I was... Thanks for the mammaries. Wow. So it's all, it's ostensibly a story about Celebrity Big Brother. It's not. It's a classic picture of Katie Price from 2005 and Alicia Duval before her face melted mm-hmm. in 2002 See, in pants saying, and um, bras. What they're saying there is that their boobs were better when they were bigger and faker. They lied to us and I fell for it. The sun, I fell for it. I they got sucked in. They didn't lie. They didn't say anything. We've all been sucked in. Can we speak to... Um, I tell you what, I'd, we'd, I'd like to... We could speak to today if we could. The um, woman whose name I don't know from No More Page 3. Yeah, I know who you mean. Lucy. Yeah, can we speak to her and find out if... Because if, yesterday she was on Jonathan's show going, well, this is, this is, this is great, it's a victory. I'd like to know if she considers this a victory or not. Yeah, and actually yesterday um, they had two girls from Hollyoaks running up and down a beach showing their yep. Um, yep. assets. So, you know, uh, yeah, there might be slightly more material, but... Um... I would say this was sleazier. Page three uh, it had um, uh, literally an openness, uh, you know, it was, it was... This is sleazier, and this will give uh, the chance to have even muckier pictures in. The fact that they're kind of falling out of outfits is a bit more voyeuristic, isn't it? Yep. Um... 
Yeah, let's see if we can speak if she's around. It'd be good just to get her idea. Is she? Does she feel cheated by that? Because I certainly do. Oh, wait, four, five. Oh, no, don't call yet. Shags is making coffee. Yeah, exactly. Well, got, there's not a lot in the papers today. No, they're making a big deal out of uh, Twiggy being the new face of L'Oreal. Yeah. I noticed Joni Mitchell's being used by someone like Eve San Laurent or something. Joni Mitchell, um, the most miserable woman in show business. There's, I saw a documentary about her, and um, uh, she's quite right-wing now. Is she? Neil, like, Neil Young is, is a massively right-wing. He's a supporter of George Bush. Come on, hippies. And she's so... Dour and miserable. Joni, miserable Mitchell. What happened to the giggle from the end of... Um, it disappeared in a cloud taxi. of um, Benson and Hedges. <laughs> oh, awful. Well, anyway, it looks like the big fashion houses have realised that the people who've got the money to spend are Twiggy's contemporaries. Old ladies. And they don't want to look like 15-year-olds. No. So um, I'm going to bang that drum. Hang on. You're going to do what? Bang the old lady drum. There we go. This is, let's, let's just remind ourselves of, of... Old lady, they're not old, are they? Uh, I've got no decent Joni Mitchell here, I'm afraid, so we're going to have to go with this cliché. But this is what she used to be. Now just imagine a chain-smoking George Bush supporter being miserable about the world. Get the hell out of here! They paid paradise, put up a parking lot With a pink hotel, a boutique and a swinging hot spot seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone they paid paradise put up a parking lot they took all the trees put them in a tree museum and they charged the people a dollar and a half just to see them But you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. Hey, farmer, farmer, put away the DDT now. Give me spots on my apples, or leave me the birds and the bees. Please don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They paid paradise. Up a parking lot. Late last night, I heard the screen door slam. And a big yellow taxi took away my old man. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? The pay paradise put up a parking lot. But you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. They paradise, put up a parking lot. <laughs> Flipping it. There's confusion, right? So we're supposed to have one of the turtles on tomorrow. He's so... <laughs> Howard Kalen, we're supposed to have him on tomorrow. Bless you. And then I just get this tweet going, hey, man, 10.30's come and gone. What's happening? Can you phone him up, Catherine? We'll get him on now, a day early. Flip it, heck. Huh? What's the code for America? 001. 
I think. I think that's the code for America. Well, we'll soon find out. I said to him 10.30 on Wednesday. What day is it today? Wednesday. So it'll be Tuesday stateside. <laughs> Shags, you're going to need to do some quick um, finding of a song in a minute. Just get the turtles up okay. and we will hone in on what that song is going to be uh, in a bit. Okay. Thank you, boss. It's Howard we're after, Howard Kalen. <laughs> Hello, Howard, it's Catherine here <laughs> Radio. Hi, I'm going to put you through now to speak to the governor. <laughs> Thank you. What Thank line you is he on? Morning, Howard. Good morning, Ian. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm fine. Listen, for the, you're, in, you're in Seattle in Washington. Um, that is correct. The United States thereof. We're in the UK. It's 6.38 here, 10.38 there. We've had real confusion... With the time difference, both of us have. Well, you know, what time is meaningless, Ian? Well, I think, I think with us talking now, we're a day early, because I said to you Wednesday night your time. Aha, uh-huh. well, this is Wednesday night my time. No, hang on, hang on. Isn't it Tuesday night there? Well, I, I, I'm really not sure. <laughs> Listen, you asked me about time, you didn't ask me about day. <laughs> oh, Howard, we'll talk to you now. Bless you, sir. Howard Kalen, formerly of the Turtles, formerly of Flo and Eddie, formerly of Hanging Out with Frank Zappa, an author of one of the naughtiest rock and roll autobiographies I've ever read in my life, sir. How are you come doing? On, come on, come on, come on. Man, you did, some, you, you, you did some naughty things. I, I did what life presented me with. What did life present you with when you had to play uh, at the, the White House for President Nixon? Was it Nixon you were playing for? Yeah, OK, look, wait, now, there are a lot of misconceptions already flying around Go here. on, then, set the um, record straight. I didn't play for Nixon. Okay. I wouldn't have played for Nixon, no yeah. matter what. However, uh, in the United States, because our, our policies change every four years with our presidencies, uh, it's not looked upon with disfavor to appear before a, a hostile president, for instance. Uh, this is as close as we get to a royal invitation to play yeah. the palace. You know, it's the White House, so you go whether you want to or not. Yeah. Because if you don't go, then they, you know, then they follow you around with little, you know, hats and stuff, and you don't want that for the rest of your life. So, yes, we agreed um, begrudgingly, uh, I must say, to play the White House. Uh, but Tricky Dick Nixon was not around. He was on a mission abroad or something. And this was a party for his then uh, 16-year-old daughter, Tricia. So we figured, you know, what the heck? You know, the sins of the father don't really fall on the daughter when she's 16 years old and coming out in the White House. So, yes, we did. And we did some unorthodox things to prepare for the appearance you, at the White House. Now, but, come on. I love the way... That, I love the fact, Catherine, he's denying that he played for President Nixon. <laughs> but, what, but what exactly did you do in the White House, Mr. Kalen? What would you have done? I wouldn't have done as many drugs as you did. I'm not sure, Ian. <laughs> now, think back. This is a time frame situation, buddy. Yeah. You know, so think back to what you, you know, might have done yes. at the age of 20, 21 yeah. or so in defiance of a government that you really didn't believe in anyway. Yeah. And here you are playing free, I might add, you know, as a favor to your government. And then they put you through the hassles that they put us through during the afternoon uh, that preceded that program, and it made the things sort of interesting for us that night. We sort of needed to uh, to rise above 
as the case may be. As the case may be. Listen, can I, just, can I just throw some rock and roll names at you and see what your memories are of them? Uh, or good luck with that. Yeah, I know. Bearing in mind, we're 24 hours early. Listen, Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix loved him, loved him so much, knew him um, before he made it, and uh, it was a, a, a remarkable uh, evening that I spent with him in London at the Speakeasy. Um, so you're an expert on this because you have the advantage over your audience of having read my book, Shell-Shocked. Uh, by, by, by the way, if you want to get a rock autobiography, Shell-Shocked is the one to go, because a lot of these books, Howard, they kind of hold back. It's all in there. What did you do with Jimi Hendrix? Well, I threw up on him. <laughs> Already, that's I mean, that the... wasn't my intention. I mean, we had a, a lovely <laughs> evening before that. Uh, but I just, you know, some things in a crowded room in a pounding nightclub, uh, you know, I couldn't get away from the table fast enough. I, I wasn't quite sure where the loo was. All of my buddies had deserted me. Yep. I was alone at like four in the morning eating a spinach omelette. And oh, drinking God. cognac and getting very, very high with Mr. Hendricks, who hadn't even come to America yet. This was two weeks before the Monterey Pop Festival. So he had not even broken in this country yet, even though he was on the front page of NME and DISC and all those papers yeah. in Europe. Um, so it was bizarre for me, because he was a Seattle guy, like I am yeah. now. And we were talking about girls and what success was like. and. Uh, and, and what it felt like to have a number one record and, and, and all that sort of thing. And, and, you know, weeks later, he would he would far eclipse any fame that I ever possessed, certainly, and, and he'd be telling me what to do. What but, did he uh, say, when, great, what did he say when you puked wonderful. up on him, Howard? What did he say? You yeah. want the actual words? Can you actually no. say those words on BBC? <laughs> no, you can't. I think we can imagine them. I think we can imagine. You can't even. I mean, <laughs> uh, even for the motion picture, we'd made a movie of that oh. uh, incident, in fact, and a couple of other uh, gems that led up to a, a picture called My Dinner with Jimmy uh, oh. that Rhino uh, Pictures put out. Um, several years ago, yeah. and it played at a lot of uh, film festivals in America and did very, very well, won a lot of prizes, and uh, it's available here on Netflix. I don't know what your situation is there, but um, My Dinner with Jimmy is the name of that, and it, it's uh, it's quite the chronicle. Uh, just to prove that I haven't been idle and waiting for the Turtles to have another hit 50 years later. Yeah, good. Listen, Howard, I've got to do a little bit of business. Can you wait for two minutes? Is that okay, sir? Absolutely. Stay there, boss. Howard Kalen, formerly, well, I think he still is with the, the, a reformed group of the Turtles. Uh, Flo and Eddie, Frank Zappa, all of that stuff. More from him in a second. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get quite busy on the M1 southbound around Junction 10 for the M1 Luton Airport Spur Road. Looking at the cameras on the M25, that's starting to build up to between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Further afield on the A1M northbound, there's a lane closed just before Junction 15 for Sawtree because there's been an accident involving a lorry. And checking on the roads in Hartford on the speed sensors on North Road, there's water mains works going uh, on at Greenway. It's not causing any delays at the moment, but could cause some problems later on. And in High Wycombe on the A404, there's some temporary traffic lights at just before Marlow Road. They're just by the leisure centre, so be aware of those today as well. No reports of any problems on the trains. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 
6.45, these are your headlines. Training is taking place in Buckinghamshire schools to spot signs of children at risk of radicalisation and the findings of the long-awaited Chilcot inquiry into Britain's involvement in the Iraq war will not be published now until after the general election in May. More from Howard Kalen after the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather cold, damp and cloudy start to the day. We had some rain overnight. Most of it fell as rain. The temperature just hovered above zero, so not really too much in the way of snow. We could have had one or two flurries out towards higher ground, but predominantly it was just rather damp. Now, a wet start this morning for many of us, some heavier bursts of rain out there as well. But the temperature's around two or three Celsius, so this rain continues. Now, it should fizzle out this afternoon, but we're hanging on to the cloud and the colder temperature. It's really going to struggle today. Three Celsius, the maximum this afternoon. The clouds staying for a time this evening, but eventually we'll get some breaks in it, and that's going to allow the temperature to drop. So any rain we get today, untreated roads and surfaces run the risk of turning a bit icy and slippery through the night, but also some patchy frost tomorrow morning. Also the possibility of maybe some mist and fog. So another cloudy start for Thursday. Should get brighter tomorrow afternoon. It's dry though, so slightly improved, and a maximum temperature of four Celsius. And that's your forecast. Business done. Joined again by Howard Kalen. Morning, Howard. Good morning again, Ian. Now, bless you. As far as I'm concerned, I'm, we're 24 hours early for this interview, but I'm, I'm enjoying chatting to you. It's an honour to talk to you, sir. Let me throw another name at you. John Lennon. John Lennon. Everybody's favourite bad boy. <laughs> um, well, I had a few uh, run-ins with him. Um, the first uh, was not particularly pleasant. Uh, it was chronicled in that uh, movie we were talking yeah. about earlier, um, in that uh, we revered those guys. I mean, we were a little American surf band from uh, Los Angeles, California. We had no aspirations of ever doing anything except making a, a living in high school and being able to buy a better surfboard or a new transmission for our cars or something. And, and uh, when we were plucked out of the woods to become... Um, a band that actually had records, uh, it was only because we put down our saxophones and had decided to sing after the enormous success of the Beatles only like a year prior. Uh, in 1965, we were singing, and uh, we were plucked out of the, um, the morass and, and uh, brought to a point where several records later we had Happy Together, and it had come out uh, as an international record for us, the first one that we'd ever had. Uh, we were brought over to uh, England on Decca's dime and uh, uh, put up in a hotel and, and gotten through all the press conferences and stuff. And the first evening uh, we were there, uh, got the chance to go to this club where later on I was to meet Jimi Hendrix. But earlier, the, the whole idea was um, we were with Graham Nash at his home, uh, and uh, Graham played Sergeant Pepper for us for the first time on a tape that George had given him wow. that had not yet come out. Wow. And we freaked. We, as, as a normal Beatle kid would, you just went, oh my God, there has never been anything like this ever made. And, and uh, one of our guys, our rhythm player, Jim Tucker, uh, had said to Graham, you know, I, I could die a happy man now. You know, if I could meet those guys, that would be the, you want it? You want to meet them? He said, all right, you know, get your curls. Here we go. So we didn't know. We were in a stupor, and we followed him into taxis, and we got dropped off at the speakeasy. And the first 
the first people that he marched us past in procession, as if the queen herself were there before us, was a table full of beetles. <laughs> and uh, it was the most intimidating thing I had ever seen. And, uh, there, you know, and Jane Asher was there with Paul. They were still very much an item. But John and Paul together had cameras. They both had cameras, and they were crawling under the table. They were very, very high, um, and taking pictures of the ladies at the table, under the table, oh. under their skirts. Oh, you know, they had just torches. They had lighters to light their way. They couldn't really see. They were loud. They were obnoxious. It, it was terrific. <laughs> you know, and, and, and coming right up on that table and seeing a living, you know, hard day's night, played out in front of us it was just it was just the way we wanted it to be uh we met them all they were all very gracious at first george was not there um and uh, and paul was particularly nice to me as a singer uh asking me about my influences you know complimenting the vocals that he had heard from me geez what i was just over the moon yeah. and uh, uh john lennon was the only guy who just sort of sat he just sort of sat and, and kind of made fun of the whole thing, you know. Oh, the salad turtles from sunny California. You know, how are you? What are you dressed that, like? That then? is what the worst English be? accent I've ever heard, Howard. That's appalling. Well, no, no, Dick Van Dyke is the worst. <laughs> well, all right, you're, you're not far off him, though. Was I supposed to be trying? <laughs> Listen, I, I, one more, one more. I could throw so many names. I know you've worked with Bowen and all these greats. One more name, because I'm a big fan. How the hell did you get to work with Frank Zappa? Because the Turtles, you know, kind of happy-go-lucky, uh, slightly psychedelic pop group, and then to go with, you know, the master of the crazy chord changes and time signatures, how did that happen? Uh, Frank knew us for a long time uh, through um, his manager, Herb Cohen, who was a cousin of mine. And he also knew about us because when you played as a band on the Sunset Strip, it didn't matter what kind of music you played. We were all in this together. We were all trying to get work at the same clubs. So everybody in Hollywood knew everybody else. And Frank knew within two weeks of the Turtles' breakup for legal reasons and record company and royalties and all that, that we had broken up and that Mark and I, as individuals, stood no chance of having a future as long as this lawsuit loomed above us. And so he very kindly asked us to, uh, to join the Mothers because he had heard an album we had done called Battle of the Bands, yeah. where we satirized every other kind of music in the world. Frank knew that we could play it. He knew that we had incredibly high voices. And he really was looking for some kind of a link between his world of jazz and obscure music and our AM pop world of, of hit success. And I think he, he lucked upon it. You know, and all of our best recordings with him were done live in front of an audience and happy together at the Fillmore and all that. It sort of cemented our Laurel Canyon relationship. The Turtles were a weird band, man. You looked, you all, you didn't look like, you know, the kind of the bands of the day. No, we were not skinny. We were not pretty. Uh, we had nobody in front to be Peter Noon or even to be on this country's level, Mark Lindsay from Paul Revere and the Raiders. Yeah. There was no redeeming features to us whatsoever, <laughs> except that we had me singing, which I think was a good thing. Oh, yeah. And we had this incredibly porky guy next to me with unwieldy curly hair yep. and dark black glasses and he kept dropping tambourines and no one was really sure what his job was in the band 
50 years later, I can still say every word I've spoken is true. Yeah. You're still, well, you're People still, still you're still doing what the hell. I'm, you're still doing it now, you two guys, aren't you? We're what now? You're still doing it. You're still going out and, and, and touring. I know, listen, I, I told you I'm a big fan of the monkeys, and I know that you played with the monkeys in the 80s, and you're, but you're still going around yeah. now. Uh, we go around uh, three months a year. We do June, July, and August during the summer. That's all we do. That's all we need to do. Uh, I, I consider us very, very fortunate to have ridden the currents of, of pop fame up and down for the last uh, half century. And uh, we allow ourselves only those three months to work in. Uh, we don't work the rest of the year. Uh, my partner uh, is a professor in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, at a very big music school there called Belmont University, where, in fact, Peter Noon's daughter just graduated Wow! Um, from his class in music. Um, uh, every summer when we go out on the road, we take an extra bus full of students from Belmont University to intern with us and to go out on the road cool and to see that? what it's like traveling, you know, 3,000 miles at a clip in, in three tour buses and then going out with all these bands and, and having to work press and monitors and house and lights and merchandise and all that, and they get quite the education. Oh, hang on a second. Uh, you're, getting, you're getting cheap labor. That's what it is, isn't it? I, I've just realized yeah, what you're doing there. there. Get me a soda, <laughs> and I mean now. Listen, Howard, stay there. I want to bring my reporter, Justin. In. Morning, Justin. Hey, good morning, boss. What are you doing to me? I know. <laughs> I could have sworn I hey, what are you guys doing to me? Where is this so-called Greenwich Mean Time that we're talking about? You're a day early, Howard. You're a day early, <laughs> Justin. You. Well, been... What are we going to do tomorrow? Are we going to do this again? Yes, oh, listen, yeah. man. You come on any time you want, Howard. It's an honour to talk to you. Justin is our reporter. Justin, you've you've put together a little package, haven't you, for Howard? Yes, in uh, ten minutes, frantically on this one uh, because of the uh, time difference. So um, I've done. I uh, put together a little package on uh, the turtles and your fantastic music. Take a listen to this. Turtles are slow and boring creatures, but not the band, as they raced up the American charts in 1965 with their debut hit. It Ain't Me Babe, a term that us lads can really relate to. It took them another two years to have an impact on the charts, this side of the pond, but when they did, they came with a bang. Happy Together, a classic, followed by She'd Rather Be With Me and This Little Beauty. the acid test. Do their hits still give them credibility on the streets of Beds, Hearts and Bucks, which are notoriously hard streets to please? Take a listen. Okay. The Turtles. They the Turtles? Yeah, Turtles, yeah. Okay. They're still well, a fantastic band, aren't they? Yeah, they're fantastic, man. The, 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 the four Turtles, you know? The Ninja Turtles, they're the best ones. No, no, the, the band, the Turtles. Okay, if, if that's making you happy, I can say yes, then. So it would appear that the turtles, their music, and the people are still very much happy together. I don't. <laughs> Howard, I, don't, I'm, I'm, I, I hope that's okay with you. Bravo, bravo, Justin. Well Thank you, done. Howard. Thank you, boss. Howard, where, Justin? That was. I know you, you knocked that out very quickly. Thank you, mate. Howard, you. when are you going to come to the UK? Boy, you send me a ticket, and I'm there in a minute. You know, I've, I've never had better times than I had there, uh, especially when we went over, I think, in 67. All the, all the times that we spent 
uh, as Turtles, as Flo and Eddie doing kind of low-budget things in and around uh, England, and of course with Frank, uh, the entire bol- uh, the entire mess that went on at Royal Albert Hall there for the 200 Motel concert that never occurred. Oh, someone uh, smacked him, didn't they? Pardon me. Didn't someone didn't someone smack Frank? Is that what happened? Uh, no, this was an entirely different. Oh. Um, Situation, but this this was a, a right around the time of um, the Two Hundred Motels movie. Yeah, so this would have been in seventy one, seventy two, and there was a concert booked of the concert of the the soundtrack for yeah. the motion picture Two Hundred Motels at Albert Hall, but we had to um, submit the script oh. that we were going to perform uh, to the founding fathers of the Albert Hall, yeah. and they all read it and went, oh, no, 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 no. no. I, I have seen no. 200 motels. I'm guessing that you guys maybe, I don't know, were you taking drugs then as well? Uh, gee, let me think. Uh, was I breathing? Yes, <laughs> yes, I was. Howard, listen, yes. I, 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 it's such an honour to talk to you. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud to speak to you. Uh, a, a couple of quick things. What are you up to now? And I've heard rumours that there is there, there might be a massive Turtles box set. Is that happening? Well, what we've done so far in this country is to release everything uh, that we put out on singles uh, as a box set. We've got a 45 RPM uh, box set of Just the Turtles, uh, 20 Greatest Singles, uh, back-to-back, that we've prepared. We even include uh, in the box a little spindle for those people who don't really have those laying around in case they have a turntable and nothing else to play it. On. Uh, we were going to assemble a box set of all of our stuff, and, and frankly, we, we took a lot of discussions about it before realizing that not a whole lot of people cared. Oh, man. So, uh, Get a nice rhino handmade job. <laughs> yeah, handmade is great if you've got the money yeah. to release that sort of thing as a vanity project. You know, um, we're still, uh, and I use the word advisedly, struggling musicians. I use both of those words advisedly. I never was a musician, and I've always been struggling. Howard, listen, um, I've, I've but, got to go and do the news. What's, what's the website so people can come and have a look, at, look and see what you're up to? Please do. It is com for all of you, and uh, we're also at the Turtle, com for all tour dates and, and various and sundry things. I thank you, Ian. I'm really, really uh, sorry that the, the dates got screwed up, but maybe you can play this again tomorrow morning. It'll dude, be perfect. It's lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much. Howard Kalen, ladies and gentlemen. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's been an accident between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick. That's a closing a lane and causing some queues. And looking at the trains, Great Northern have possible delays southbound through Luton because there's an obstruction on the line, so one line is blocked. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you, Howard. The book is shell-shocked. You can get it from Amazon. It really is. It's, it's such a good rock and roll autobiography. Sorry we're a bit late for the news, Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock. The headlines, training in Bucks schools to spot radicalisation. Bed's police chief writes open letter to faith leaders and investigation at Watford Hospital. BBC Three Counties Radio. Training is taking place in Buckinghamshire schools to spot signs of children at risk of radicalisation. It comes ahead of legislation next month, which will make it a duty to report any concerns about a pupil at risk of Islamic extremism. More from Tony Fisher. Up until now, there's only been an understanding that concerns will be reported, but this will change when the Counter-Terrorism and Security Bill becomes law. Buckinghamshire County Council, which covers Wickham, one of the high-priority areas, is being heralded by the Home Office for its work in being fully prepared for the new legislation. Meanwhile, another high-priority area, Luton, says it's already working on many of the provisions in the bill. Meanwhile, the Bedfordshire Chief Constable Colette Paul has written an open letter to faith leaders in the county, urging them to work with police in identifying extremists in the wake of the Paris attacks. She says Bed's police will be stepping up patrols in Jewish and Muslim communities. And a Hertfordshire taxi driver will be sentenced next month after admitting helping his cousin to return to the UK after fighting in Syria. 44-year-old Tahir Bharti from Watford drove jihadist Imran Kawaja back to the UK from Bulgaria in June last year. Kawaja had faked his own death in a bid to try and trick the security services. The Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg says it's incomprehensible that the official inquiry into Britain's role in the Iraq war won't now be published until after the general election. The Chilcot inquiry, which held its last public hearings in 2011, was set up to investigate the US-led invasion of 2003. An investigation is underway at Watford General Hospital after the mother of a three-year-old girl with leukaemia complained about the care her daughter received. West Hertfordshire Hospital's NHS Trust has apologised to the family and say they've raised some serious issues. Mum, Abby Stanwix from Hemel Hempstead, wants the hospital to make changes. I am shouting about it. I am talking to the press. I'm, I'm raising it to the highest level that I can because... Not because I want to... Slag off what for general or anything like that because I just don't want any other family or any other little child like Bella to go through what we went through. The charity Age UK says there's been a big fall in the number of people over 65 receiving help from their local council in the past three years at a time when the number of pensioners is rising. The government says extra money has been provided and it's for councils to decide how to spend their budgets. Caroline Abrahams is from Age UK. When you look at what's going on in hospitals at the moment, this starts to make sense of why it's such a big problem for them because really social care acts as a pressure valve for hospitals it helps ensure that when somebody is medically well enough uh, if they're an older person that they can actually safely be discharged home or to a care home in sport liverpool and chelsea drew one all at anfield last night in the first leg of their league cup semi-final and andy murray has won his second round match at the australian open tennis he beat the australian marinko matasevic in straight sets the weather mostly dry and cloudy but outbreaks of rain or sleet are possible the maximum Temperature just four degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. If you read Howard's book, Shell Shocked, you'll understand why that interview was a day early. A day early! A day early, Catherine! It was, and then we were late for the news. This is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when you get someone like that on your show. He was fun, wasn't he? He, He's lived a life. He can't remember any of it, but he's lived a life. 
Right, what's coming up now? I've, I've kind of lost my thread a little Justin bit. Justin Dealey's got competition. Oh, yes. Uh, we're also talking about steps that are being taken to clamp down on the possible, um, how do you call it? Um, Radicalisation of our children in school. That's it. And, oh, yeah, Lee, whose front end went. Oh, yeah, 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 we'll have some of that. And also, have you seen page three of The Sun? It's on page five. Do you feel cheated? I feel deceived. Come on, no one thought they were going to get rid, did they? I kind of thought it would be less... Well, it's it's even seedier. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Even seedier. It's a picture of Katie Price from 2005 in um, tight pants and a tight. Um, the, bare, she's barely wearing a top. And Alicia Duval from 2002, before her face melted, in a tight um, body. With, I mean, everything's there apart from the nipples. That's the only difference. And as as a gentleman, I find these pictures uh, more, uh, how can I say, exciting than the page three. Whereas all I see is a lot of man-made fibre. And I'm not just talking about... Alicia <laughs> Duval. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Have we got... Uh, by the way, uh, the Shaggy, Excellent finger work there. We were all, when we got the text from Howard saying, um, guys, uh, you're supposed to call me. Everybody went into emergency stations. Catherine w- went around and, and called him up. But Shaggy was doing excellent uh, work on the computer. And Justin Dealey put a whole package together with w- in minutes. So thank you, everybody, for doing that. Have we got any texts, Catherine? Yeah, we have. Go on. And it's going on the subject of these cars. You, people are returning to their cars, sometimes in broad daylight. And obviously there's been someone who's had it away with their front end. <laughs> Steady, come and on. And the neighbours don't notice. Uh, we spoke to Lee Tyler, didn't we? Because he put some pictures on face on um, Twitter that I saw, and he said that uh, he was the news was broken to him while he was in hospital that someone had pinched half his car. Yeah, and they'd managed to do it while people were in. They seem to be quick and quiet. It's, do you know what? It's, it's those things. If you do things confidently yeah. and you're not looking over your shoulder and you look like you're meant to be there, you can get away with anything. Lots of uh, theories on Facebook because it's quite common, apparently, um, that, that you know they've got a marked van, they look like they yeah. know what they're doing, no one's going to step in, are they? Uh, Chris in Bedford says on the text, morning, the front end of courses were being nicked due to the fact it was a learner car and cheap insurance for young lads. Most ended up having a wing or front end damage at some dodge pot, repaired them on the cheap without going through the insurance. That's why there was a spate of that happening. Vauxhall uh, Courses is, yeah. is the car, isn't it? And Telling Milkin says uh, that Corsa Ermshire car parts are being sold on eBay. That'll mean something to someone. Corsa bits have been sold on I eBay. I wonder if you go on eBay. Have, can you have a look at... When well, I talk to this next, next case, have a look on eBay and see if the people are being as bold as actually... They wouldn't be selling a whole front end, would they? No, they break it down into bits. Although... Have a little look for us, Shaggy, and we'll, 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 we'll speak in a bit. 08459 555555. Now, new legislation is due to come into force next month, which will make it a duty for schools to report any concerns about pupils at risk of radicalisation. The work by the police and councils on this front in Buckinghamshire is already being heralded by the Home Office as, uh, uh, well, there's great work being done. High Wycombe and Luton are two high-priority areas in the three counties. We can speak now to uh, Pete uh, Pete Oliphant, who is the Deputy Prevent Lead for Thames Valley Police. Morning, Pete. Good morning, Ian. What, what exactly, you yeah, I'm fine, thank you. What exactly does your work involve? Well, if you look back uh, 2011, the, the current Home Secretary uh, released a strategy called the Prevent Strategy, and there it, it 
it picks out uh, or encourages all the statutory agencies, all, all the safeguarding agencies to work together to try and ensure that all of our residents, and including obviously uh, school children, are safeguarded against exploitation in, in, in the world of radicalisation. So that's basically what we're at. We're, we're trying to ensure that uh, everyone remains safe uh, and that we all take our responsibility seriously. So what kind of things, and, th- and this, this is th- kind of everyone who, who would be involved with children, so, so, so teachers and, and care workers and things like that, I, I'm guessing, what kind of things are they being told to look for? Well, if we go back a little while to the beginning of 2014, obviously you had all the uh, the uh, worry over the Birmingham school and the Ofsted report there, where the the school was shown that there was the possibility of um, of you know dangers for for the for the kids there because basic basic steps weren't being taken. The, the teachers, for example, weren't aware of um, the the possible avenues that people use to exploit children when it comes to radicalisation and therefore as a result of that in uh, April 2014 the Department of Education released quite an important report there talking about keeping children safe in education and in that report it specifically states around the issue of radicalisation as one of those many dangers that we need to uh, ensure that the kids don't come across Uh, and therefore teachers and the education establishment and all the agencies have got a part to play in this and the new legislation is basically putting that uh, on a legal statutory basis so whereas before it was all about encouraging the the partners to, to do that uh, the new legislation, the proposed legislation for, for next month, will actually enshrine that in a, a legal requirement. How many pupil referrals do you see? Well, if you look nationally, um, we were probably just over 4,000 referrals into what we call the Channel Programme, and that's since 2009. So um, it's not a huge number, but because if you break that down per county and per local authority, you know, over those numbers of years, it's not huge numbers. But then it's, it's important that those, those people that are vulnerable are actually picked up and given some support to guide them onto the, the right path away from that risk of radicalisation. And what do you do? You've got a young... Uh, let's say you've got a young 13-year-old lad. His teachers think that he's at danger of radicalisation. What, what do you do to, to stop that happening or to turn around any damage that may have been done? Uh, what we have, what we've got, is multi-agency uh, groups um, that sit down, look at the individual case, uh, and then actually come up with the best plan to ensure that person's turned away from that path. Now, it might be that it's. Uh, in some cases, it's a, it's a religious thing. It's it's um, a corruption of the the way they think, um, the, the way the religion has been given to them, and therefore we'd get a credible voice from that community, from that religious uh, group, to say actually what you what you're believing in, what, where you're going, is is the wrong path, and this this is you know, the way you should be going. So we, we get credible voices, people that have got a real standing within the community, within that religious group, to actually come down and work with that individual uh, and give them some real good advice about the real sort of way they should be actually looking. The Working Bucks is, is being heralded by the Home Office uh, in, in Luton. Well, they won't even tell us what, what if anything, they're doing in Luton. What are you doing that, that, that is so good? Well, what Buckinghamshire has done is... is looked at its responsibility seriously. It says, yeah, we know that in the strategy 2011, it talks about the agencies, including education, take playing their part. And what Buckinghamshire knows is that this legislation is likely to come uh, into force next month, and therefore they're 
uh, ensuring that all their, their education establishments within Buckinghamshire understand the, the dangers, understand the vulnerabilities and address the risks. Uh, Pete, it's really good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Pete Oliphant, Deputy Prevent Lead for the Thames Valley Police. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, did we find any front ends of Vauxhall Coursers on eBay? There's one bloke selling four bumpers. <laughs> really? Yeah. Isn't that... Odd, isn't it? I was going to say suspicious. I don't know. If, I don't no, know. He might be a mechanic. You know. He know. might be a mechanic. You don't know, but it does seem a little bit. He um, might be a scrapper. It does seem a little bit odd, doesn't it? Really. Well, we'll speak to Lee later on, who uh, was in hospital, and his mum and dad came in. So, got some bad news for your son. Uh, your front end's gone. Not my front end. We just mean your car. Few, but still disappointing. Yeah, and then when he heard that his girlfriend had had a conversation with the police, and they said, yeah. oh, I don't think we'll send anyone out. It's happening all the time." We're not that bothered. Uh, well, we'll find out. We'll get, we'll get the latest from me a little bit later on. And also, 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 we'll get, well done. Um, well, I, we'll say her name later on. But we put out kind of over Christmas and we've held back a little bit because I want to focus on a couple of other things for the moment. But this is, this is still an open offer. Um, we asked you to uh, start filming or recording the sound of little pieces, little packages that you, you, you wanted to put together yourself. Maybe you were stuck at um, a train station and the train was an hour late and you wanted to just film a little piece of you going... Rrr, or, you um, you know, there was there were a leak in your street that had been there for a month and you wanted to just go around and record people in the street saying how annoyed they were. Or maybe you've seen something funny. Yeah. And you can uh, record the, just the sound, or you can do a little video. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be slick. Uh, you send it in to us, and we'll, we'll potentially play it and put it on the, uh, the Facebook page. Well, somebody has done that. And, well, I, she's kind of um, taunting Justin. Not even kind of. She is. She's um, definitely... It's uncomfortable listening. It's on. And I think Justin is, is really going to... I mean, he, fair play, he played a blinder this morning, putting together a two-minute package in five minutes. That takes skill. Yes. That takes skill. And suddenly we had an interview that we thought was going to be tomorrow. We had it today. Um, but I, I think this young lady... I think she's got talent. We'll play that before eight o'clock. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound is down to two lanes because of an accident between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flitwick. That's involving two lorries and a car, so it's causing some queues. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's looking very busy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And looking at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the North Orbital Road, that's looking very slow on speed sensors too. The A1 southbound starting to look very slow as well between the St. Leeds Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout with the roadworks there. And on the trains, there are, past, there are delays uh, through Luton on all trains because the southbound line, uh, one of the lines is blocked, so that could cause some delays and cancellations through the morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you for squeezing in the travel last time. Excellent, excellent work. Right, where are we now? 7.16. It is Wednesday, the 21st of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Training is taking place in Buckinghamshire schools to spot signs of children at risk of radicalisation. Bedfordshire Chief Constable Colette Paul has written an open letter to faith leaders in the county in the wake of the Paris attacks and the theft of trophies from the Milton Keynes headquarters of the Red Bull Formula One team features on the BBC's Crime Watch programme tonight on your telebox. BBC Three Counties Radio.
every weekday morning. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Local opinions. We think it's absolutely shocking that this young man should continue to have to be punished. He hasn't even shown any remorse or said sorry. Well, firstly, I have to disagree. The JVS Show. Well, but we're not living in very optimistic times. But it does seem very clear, doesn't it? They're human beings. Some are good people, some are bad. The JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, so uh, we've been talking about uh, the Luton man who's had his car pinched. Well, not all of his car, the front half of his car. Uh, Lee Turner is missing the front end of his car. When his girlfriend called the police, she was told they wouldn't send anyone out because it's really common. Well, Lee joins us now. Morning, Lee. Morning, so, you're right. Yeah, I'm fine. This this story just keeps on going. So you were in oh, ho- yeah. just remind us, you were in hospital and your mum and dad um came in and said, Lee, we've got some news. Yeah, they went, yeah, they got some bad news. Obviously I thought, Oh god, someone's died and then they were like, No, uh no, the whole front of your car's been robbed. I was like, What? Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I know it is. It's unbelievable. Uh, and when did, did did they bring you pictures, or did you not see it until you got out of hospital? No, my girlfriend messaged me um, the photos of it that night. You must have thought she was that was a joke or something. And I did. It sort of took about five ten minutes to actually sink in. Um, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. And then obviously they were just taking my blood pressure as I saw the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear! And I said to him, "I think we might have to do this again later." <laughs> now, your girlfriend, she spoke to the police, Bedfordshire Police, and yeah. uh, they weren't particularly helpful that time, were they? Not really. No. They said basically, it happens so often. There's nothing we can do. That's it. That will just put some more cars out. But this is this has changed. They got in touch with you after your appearance on the show uh, earlier in the week, didn't they? Yeah, they. Uh, I think it was, was it Monday. I think it was. They. Well, I think we we're in Sainsbury's. And they, they rang him and said, oh, yeah, we're looking to maybe do some prints on the car. They just wanted to find out, I think, how we were, but then wanted to find out where the car was. Right. So I thought, OK, well, that's, that's pretty good. At least they're sort of taking a bit of an interest now. But then yesterday they sent her an email, um, and it was just like a generic email with an attachment, and it was saying, oh, yeah, we've not been able to find any, any trace. Um, we've, we had a look at the CCT images, and I'm thinking, hang on. There's no CCTV oh, around here. Oh, and it was just sort of just very generic, and it said about victim support. And I thought, it's not really it's not really helpful, to be honest. It sounds like a fob-off. Yeah. Uh, they I have been to look at the car, haven't they? As far as I'm aware, yeah, they have. They, yeah. there was far, what we heard was they went to um, the, the garage where the car is at on, on Monday and had a look. But this, this generic, vague email basically says, oh, well, tough. Yeah, that's it. We're not going to look into it anymore. It's sort of just uh, more. They want to. They want to make it look like they're there to support us, but we're not there to actually find out who's done it. I think I don't need support. I want to know who's done it. Catherine, the thing I don't understand about this is we have. Oh, sorry, I know you got a cough, sweet, and I apologise. I just realised uh, that we, we when we put Lee's picture up on Facebook, yeah. um, so many people got in touch with their own pictures, with their own stories. Exactly. We spoke to that young lady who used to be at beds on Sunday, uh, who said that this was a big thing a year ago. It was like a game of dodgepot snap. Yeah, people saying, "Oh, I've had that," and we had we were in with the windows open. We didn't hear a thing. It seems that these people can do it in broad daylight. No one bats an eyelid. And this thing, if it if it's if it's common, 
they surely the police should be more in. If it was a one-off, you could kind of sort of understand them not wanting to get involved. But if it's happening a lot, then you'd think they'd be on it because it's probably a gang that's doing it. It looks organised, doesn't it? And have you said this to them, Lee? Look, we know this has happened to other people. Well, my girlfriend did when they rang her on uh, Mondays. Yeah, she said that. She said she's because she'd worked the previous night, and she said to him, "Yeah, well, I, I know quite a few people at work who've had it done to them sort of within the last year." But I, and I don't really know what what's come of it. But well, it seems like not that much. And were they because your car's a Vauxhall Corsa, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the, the other cars that your your girlfriend was talking about, were they Vauxhall Corsas? Yeah, exactly the same, Vauxhall Corsas. And there's actually a girl in Sainsbury's who I, who I saw, who I, was, who I actually know, and she said it's happened to her three times in the last year. Course, oh, yeah. all, all Corsas? All Corsas. Isn't that She's, nuts? And I did think you shouldn't buy a Corsa again, but... Well, uh, well I mean, we could never suggest such a thing, but we've yet to find another car that it's happened to. No, me too. It's ridiculous. Uh, what have the insurance said, Lee? Well, it's, um... I think it was on Monday they gave me a ring and said it's, uh... Because, it's, because of the air con, everything's been cut out and stuff, they said it's, it's, it's a write-off. So, um... So, yeah, I'm, I don't have a car now. So, l- luckily, my insurance has been able to, to cover the costs and not to pay any excess because it's a write-off. Mm. Um, and I think I'm getting about 80 quid back, which is, you know, oh, jackpot. But, um, but yeah, so at least the, the, the car's been sorted, which I'm kind of happy about now. It's sort of one less thing to worry about, but still, it's for something that wasn't my fault. It is a bit stressful at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. I would be flipping. I'd be furious with the insurance company, with the dodge pots that did it, with the, the police for not taking uh, an interest. Well, I, you're going to have to get another car, I'm assuming, Lee. Would you, any idea what you're going to buy? Oh, probably a pair of rollerblades at the moment. <laughs> With the 80 quid, you, yeah, you might be able to afford one of them. Exactly. Uh, Lee, listen, uh, um, again, if you hear anything from the police or anything changes, will you give us a call and let us know? Yeah, of course, definitely will. And we'll keep looking at this. Lee, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Lee Tyler there. I can't understand for the life of me why the police wouldn't be that bothered. I mean, they, we, we, apparently they went and we spoke to the garage and the, the, the forensic team went and had a look on, mon- at Monday, on Monday at the car. But why... Surely the more it's happening, the more involved they should get to find the idiots that are doing this. I'm wondering whether the fact that these things are write-offs and the insurance stumps up makes them think it's a kind of victimless crime. But it's the, it's the, the woman he spoke to in Sainsbury's who'd had it happen to her three, three times. times. I know, and the mechanic we spoke to said that they lent someone a courtesy car because it happened to them, and the courtesy car got Both done. courses. Yeah. Courses, isn't that interesting? Uh, listen, if you could shed any light on this, why it would be courses... I mean, are they particularly easy to disassemble from the front? Is it an easy thing to do? Are they uh, particularly weak at the front, so you need to replace them? I, I've got no idea. 08459 555555. <laughs> On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. It's my boy's third birthday today. Flipping it. When did that happen? Well, three years ago. Yeah. Three years and nine months ago. Um, was, the, uh, was the last time, I think. Uh, so that's that. Three years old. Five years old last week. Three years old this week. I feel, I don't know. I you know what's going to happen next year? What? Four. Oh, you're joking. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, last night we were saying to him, he's, when he was two, how old are you going to be tomorrow? Five. Oh, come on, mate. You're going to be three, that's obvious. They have no concept of what tomorrow means. That's my head in. 
Are you going to tell him the deja vu story, or should we talk about me being mistaken for a man? Well, let's do the man thing first, because this was this was embarrassing. This was awkwardo. It was funny, and then I got, felt hurt. Uh, I, I didn't feel. I didn't think it was funny in your presence. I felt it was horrible. <laughs> it was one of those horrible moments. It was the. Do you know what made it worse? Yeah. Her making excuses. Oh boy, she was trying to. You can backpedal too much. I think in those <laughs> situations, you just need to go. Ah, oh, sorry, I thought you were a bloke. Yeah. What was it, an older lady? No. No, really? No. Oh. No, about Kath's age, 42. Bit, no, a bit older than me. All right, 43. <laughs> it was a barrister. No, sorry, a barista. Uh, we went for a coffee, and uh, she said, what can I get you fellas? <gasps> Looked around. Oh, Just us stood there. Just us. <gasps> and then her colleague said, uh, actually, there's a lady there. And she looked up and she went, oh... Oh, oh, yeah, uh, and and the the excuses. Okay, she started telling me about how long a shift she'd done, how she'd been late for work yesterday, and she thought she was still a bit, you know, from yesterday. It was awkward. She might as well have said sorry. You do, but you do look like a man. I you don't look like a man, do I? You don't look like a man. You, I mean, there was a hint of Potter. Okay, I've got short... There was a hint of Harry Potter yesterday. I've got short hair. I like to think think it's gamine, you know, like... You know, Gammy? Gamine. Cute so, little pixie crop. It, it looked boyish and you had um, uh, I had glasses on. on yesterday, yeah. Um, but I was wearing a dress and knee boots. <laughs> that might give it away. I, I mean... I get mistaken for a woman on the phone a remarkable amount. It's quite... And we're in. <laughs> A, that's why I grew the beard, I think, because I was, you know, I you wanted to reassert my That's manhood. why I've shaved mine off. <laughs> you sound like an... You do sound like an old lady. Complain, <laughs> complain about... Um, complain about buses, Ben, oh, when the, I close the, my eyes. The trouble with buses is they never arrive on time, and then when yeah. you're waiting yeah. for d- two come at the same time... It's an old, la- it's an old lady, isn't it? <laughs> the question is, ever been mistaken for somebody of the opposite sex? 08459 four double five five double five. Paul Scoynes is trying to help here. Bless him. Oh, God, what's, what's, what's she Isn't saying? Isn't fellas the new guys, he says. <laughs> no, oh. she thought Catherine had a winkle. The look on her face when she was pulled up said to me, oh, but you, I thought you were a man. You should have just gone, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks. And then clicked off in my knee boots. I thought it was rude. Of, <laughs> I thought it was rude of you to embarrass her. I was just laughing. I was like, "It's fine." It was not fine. It no. was horrible. Yes. Ever been mistaken for somebody of the opposite sex? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I now know how my babies felt because my babies were always dressed in a kind of girly colour, and yet they would oh, still yeah, say things like, "Oh, isn't he gorgeous?" Oh, you can never tell the gender of babies. Well, it turns out babies and me. Uh, Colin's on the line. Morning, Colin. Morning. What you got for us, boss? Uh, I get. Um, mistaken, mistaken for, for a, a man female, all the time, I bet. For a female. <laughs> oh, hang on, on what? Phone. Hang on, what are you? What am I, you <laughs> cheeky little... Hello, See, devil. I always thought you were a woman. Hello. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, there's a comment that I can't say over the radio. Is it Bum Bum? No, 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 much worse than that. Winkies? to do with that. Okay. He sounds like a woman who has smoked a lot of cigarettes. Yeah, in those long black uh, filter tip things. Like Kathleen Turner. You sound like Kathleen Turner. Who's Kathleen Turner? Talk to me, um, um, talk to me about the price of makeup. The price of makeup? I wouldn't know anything about it. Yeah, Kathleen Turner. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Kathleen. Uh, 08459 455 555. Whether you were mistaken for a member of the opposite sex. <laughs> 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's only one lane open now between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick. That's because of an accident involving two carts, two lorries and a car, and that's causing some long queues. On the A1M southbound, that's looking very busy around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And Helmer Hempstead on the A41 southbound, it's looking very slow on the speed sensors between Two Waters Road and the M25 at Kings Langley. And in Bromham on the uh, Bromham Road, that's looking very busy between the A428 at the Branston Way and the Ashburnham Road. Check in the speed sensors around the Black Hat roundabout on the A1 southbound. That's looking very slow now around the roadworks. And on the trains, there are some delays through Luton because the southbound, one of the southbound lines is blocked. So that could cause some cancellations as well. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Training is taking place in Buckinghamshire schools to spot signs of children at risk of radicalisation. Meanwhile, Bedfordshire Chief Constable Colette Paul has written an open letter to faith leaders in the county in the wake of the Paris attacks. And a Hertfordshire taxi driver will be sentenced next month after admitting helping his cousin to return to the UK after fighting in Syria. MPs from across the political spectrum have criticised a decision not to publish the report by the Chilcot Inquiry into the Iraq war until after the general election and the theft of trophies from the Milton Keynes headquarters of the Red Bull Formula One team features on the BBC's Crime Watch programme tonight. It will show CCTV footage of thieves using a car to smash their way into the Tilbrook base in December. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool and Chelsea drew one all at Anfield last night in the first leg of their League Cup semi-final. Raheem Sterling scored a second-half equaliser for Liverpool after Eden Hazard's penalty gave Chelsea a first-half lead. Here's Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers. Incredible goal. I think we worked the ball really well. And obviously the, their bottom, the bottom two of their uh, two defensive midfield players were stretched and that allowed the ball to then go and penetrate in between and... Said Raheem about exploiting that space in front of the defenders, but he's got that great pace to then go beyond, and it was a wonderful goal. Tonight, Tottenham hosts Sheffield United in the first leg of their semi-final. Watford remains seven points behind Championship leaders Bournemouth after the South Coast side's 1-0 defeat at Leeds. Milton Keynes-Dons remain third in League One after fourth-place Preston could only draw one all at home to Yeovil. Stevenage have confirmed the permanent signing of midfielder David McAllister after a successful loan spell. Wickham have confirmed manager Gareth Ainsworth's new contract is a five-and-a-half-year deal. And last night's Hearts Senior Cup tie between Hemel Hempstead and Watford was postponed. Andy Murray's won his second round match at the Australian Open. He's beaten the Australian Marinko Matasevich in straight sets. He improved, uh, obviously, as the match went on, and there was a lot of uh, tight games um, in the second and third sets, and a few of them could have gone either way, and uh, those sets could have been a different story, but I managed to, to, to win those games, and it was a good, good match. And in rugby, England coach Stuart Lancaster will name his training squad for the match against Wales this morning. The final squad for the Six Nations will be selected on January the 31st. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. on calling me down the road is where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again 
555 Do you feel cheated by um, the no page three thing that hasn't really happened? Page three today, it's on page five, it's sexier, dirtier than page three was a week ago. There's a lot of nylon. There's a lot of nylon. There's no nipples, but there's a lot of, you know... Kind of makes it worse that they're popping out of clothes because it suggests that they haven't noticed that that's what you're looking at. We'll get the international word on the street in a little bit. We're also talking about the front end of Vauxhall courses being nicked and ever been mistaken for somebody of the opposite sex. Philip's in South Norwood. Morning, Good Philip. Morning, Ian. Good morning, Philip. I used to be a bus, con- bus inspector, as you know, and I was called to a bus once. Oh, a yeah. driver had a problem. Yes. He was accusing this woman of being a man on a bus pass. Sorry? Wow. Yes. So I, I, I thought, so this, is, this is a mind. Yes. If I put a foot wrong here, I'm going to be on the front page of the sun. Yes, exactly. Not page well, three, no. page one. Anyway. Well, did you have to get a Pope chair? Or, you know about the Pope chair, yeah. don't you? Yeah, oh. You know the Pope chair, don't you, Philip? Oh, so you'll see the Pope Mobile. No, but no, you know. You won't have seen the Pope chair. The po- you, know what the po- you know the Pope. Wasn't there a Pope Jane or something? Po- I think there was, yes. That's the rumour. Oh, oh, she I... was a lady. Oh. They only found out when she died. So how do they. Dis- d- d- ben, do you know this, the Pope chair? Mm. Uh, is it. Has it... Anyway, call to the Pope. Hang on, Philip. We're talking. Talking about um, Pope Snackers. Do you remember that scene when Daniel Craig had the rope taken? They do that, but without the rope. There's one cardinal. So the the Pope to be sits on a chair like a commode. Yeah, and and the cardinal, like a mechanic, gets on like a skateboard underneath. Has a little. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a couple of them. There we go. Anyway, Philip, back to you. um, Gender bending on the bus. Called to the bus. Yes. And the driver said to me, "I thought, well, you know, this is this is so careful." Anyway, so I looked at the pass. Yeah. And the lady said, she said, when I had the picture taken, she said, I was having a bad day. 
Well, we've yeah. all had bad. We well, all yeah, had bad. Right. Ones, yeah. well, I mean, I was. When I had the picture taken, I was having a bad day. I was satisfied, you know that. If, oh. You know, and I managed to defuse the situation. Yeah. And I, I told the driver, to, you know, to continue his journey, and the woman went and sat at the back of the bus. So, hang on, did she look like a woman in real life or a woman in the photo? She looked like. Well, she looked like a, a man, a slightly masculine, should I say, right. in the photograph. And she said, you know, cause, but, uh, yeah, well, yes, she looked like a lady, but um, it, it, it could have blown up, you know, could have really gone, you know, really either way. Yes, it probably <laughs> could have gone either. Thank you, Philip. Uh, Chris is in Milton Keynes. Morning, Chris. Morning. What you got for us, boss? Um, yeah, my friend uh, had the front end of his course stolen. We went out for um, a meal yeah. on a Sunday evening. Came back in, yeah, it all gone, all the front ends. Went to what? It, when you, went, you went for a meal. Did you go to a restaurant or was it at his house? It was a restaurant, yeah. Went out for a restaurant, gone for about an hour, come back, more front ends gone. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. This, this is so common. What happened? Did you get in touch with the, the police? Um, he, he got hold of the police and the insurance and, like, the insurance paid out, but... Again, the, the police weren't really interested because it's a common thing. But we sort of we made some inquiries, and um, what we come down to the conclusion was is a lot of the parts are getting stolen on like limited edition models. So right. you can get your Nan 1.4 litre Corsa to look like a, a more expensive limited edition model. Hmm. Uh, Chris, listen, thank you. I'm going to go on to, to Wishbur. Morning, Wishbur. Good morning. Yeah, has, has this happened to you as well? Yes, happened to me three times. What? Th- you're, yeah. not the, you're not the lady in Sainsbury's, are you? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, OK. So it happened to you three times on the same car? Yes, same car three times. They, first, they took the old uh, wheels. Yeah. And afterward, they took the M3 top, hood top. And when you got... When, I'm, this was outside your home, was it? Outside the front of my door. Did you not think after the second time, maybe we, I should get a different car? The, we called the police, we complained to them. They, didn't, they said they can't do anything. I don't, it's like them saying, well, you know, you know that um, uh, murders are so common. We just, we just really can't look into them it's anymore. It's done now anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Now our house is front of the busy road. It's a white horse lane. So people would have would have would have seen it happen. No, it was... Nobody told us. Nobody. Um, I, I, I'm assuming you've got a different car now, Wishbur. Yes. Yeah. That's a different car. We sold the, the car. When the police said, "Look, sorry, love, there's nothing we can do." I'm sure they phrased it a little bit better than that. How did that make you feel? We feel so shamed. We don't know where we are living in this world. Wish, but I, I really appreciate your call. Isn't this sad? Three times. Three times. Lee, is, uh, Lee Tyler, we've, just, we've been speaking to, just tweeted, my dad just rang me and said, why not speak to Vauxhall Motorbodies? They should be able to shed some light on this. Didn't we, sp- did we yeah, speak I to think, Vauxhall? Yeah, I think we have. And they kind of went, well, I don't know. Nothing, yeah. Nothing to do with us. I don't know. Isn't it weird? 08459 555 Let's. I, I meant to ask both those callers when it happened, if it happened a while ago. If you're or... a mechanic, is this ringing a bell with you? 08459 555 And is it just a Luton thing? Because I've heard of it extending further out into Bedfordshire. Now, listen, let's let's talk... The, the, the page three thing continues. It's in a few of the papers. I that... knew. I knew they were staying silent for a reason. Let me get the Telegraph, because there's an argument in the Telegraph from um, some model... Oh, I can't find it. Anyway, there's an argument in the Telegraph and some of the papers from some page three models, including Joe 
Jody Marsh saying, whoa, all of these um, men haters, these um, old women who don't wear bras, oh. stop, I know, I, it, that's the language that's used, stopping us earning a crust, it's, that's unfair, they should get a life. That's the argument there. They can still earn a crust, just doesn't have to be in a newspaper. Well, it doesn't have to be in a newspaper, but when you see page three today, which is on page five, and, well, I would... I would say this was uh, worse than than what was there before. The headline's quite mocking as well, I think. Thanks for the memories. Uh, well, I, Lucy Ann Holmes, I think it was Lucy Ann, who was on uh, JVS's show yesterday. She's from No More Page 3. You, you, she joins us this morning. Morning, Lucy Ann. Oh, where are I? Oh, you're there. Sorry, I joined the wrong face. Hello. Morning, Lucy Ann. <laughs> Hi there. I'm assuming you've, you've seen Page 5. Yeah, seen it. What do you reckon? Is is it a victory, or, or, or are they um, have they taken the mick out of us? Um, I, you know, I spoke about this uh, quite a lot yesterday. Uh, it's been pretty much like that the, the last the two days before, as yeah. well. because um, we've had. I think on Monday we had um, Rosie Huntingdon with Whiteley in um, Marks and Spencer's underwear, so advertising underwear, and we had yesterday two Hollyoaks actresses in bikinis, and today obviously we've got thanks for the memories um, and pictures of uh, the celebrity big brother uh, contestants wearing sort of not very much and uh, to be honest this is totally what we expected right. um, so i would say it is a victory for people power it is a shift you know these pictures have the top of pictures have been there for 45 years and collectively a group of individuals stood up and said it's not really on it's misrepresenting women it's disrespecting women um we you know persisted for two and a half years and we have seen that change can happen however um, there's still a long, long way to go. And we've always been campaigning against the Sun newspaper. We knew, always knew they'd do this on their own terms. Yeah. Um, you know, much as I would have loved them to have seen them on Monday, go, you know, we valiantly represented glamour modelling as a career choice for young women now for 45 years, and we're going to use this page to really, really celebrate all the other brilliant and amazing things that women can do. Uh, they could, for example, have used that page to highlight women's sport. You know, this is a paper that's, you know, widely known as a, as a good pay- newspaper for sport, and yet it doesn't cover women's Sport. It could have gone right. We're going to spend a year, you know, really, really celebrating all the great things that our, you know, the great achievements of us, our, our sports women. But it didn't. It's still basically saying women are there to decorate the news, while the men, you know, wear clothes um, and do things. You know, the women are simply there to have their bodies judged and looked at. So no, it, I can't stand here and say this is a great thing for women's representation in the media because it's definitely not. But it is a step, a small step in the right direction. But we've got a long way to go. Lucianne, yesterday I was listening to another radio station I know don't tell my boss um, but uh, I heard a rather shouty Mike Parry uh, defending uh, page three as an excellent way into the media I mean what he was saying was Linda Lusardi became an actress off the back of that and he didn't really understand the idea that hey girls you can do that without having to get your boobs out first and you know there are a lot of girls and there's a generation of girls who think that that is the way in and that's sad isn't it it's, it's such an interesting thing. I mean, it's interesting now. Linda Lusardi supports, um, you know, the end of page three. You know, she's spoken out throughout the campaign about it. Um, and I, uh, it's, a, it's a really interesting one. Yes, on, that, on one hand, some women, you know, do think it's a great career opportunity. Um, but so many, um, many glamour models have supported the campaign all along because the context of a newspaper, a family newspaper, just isn't right for these pictures. And what we found is that many of the comments on our petition... 
um, from women who'd done glamour modelling were really sad. You know, that, you know, there was one young woman who just said she's the one I can quote word for word, but there were lots very similar. But you know, this young woman said, "I was 18 and I did it because you know it, it was the largest, shiniest image in the newspaper. That's what I was aspiring to. So I did it at 18. I thought, I thought I, you know, I thought guys would think I, women would think I was cool and guys would think I was hot. But actually, I was treated like a piece of meat. I wasn't ready for it, and now I'm trying to rebuild my self-esteem. So I'm right behind this, and I actually think that women have been shortchanged for 45 years. The largest female image in our most widely read family newspaper well, was of a woman standing in her knickers showing her breasts for men. What, what, what um, my, well, I've, I'm just looking at a tweet now from uh, Samira Ahmed, the broadcaster, and this is a tweet mm. that she put. It's, it's a picture from uh, a, a copy of the Times from a while ago, mm. and there's a massive picture of a woman in, in bridal gear but in her pants mm. yeah. next to a really tiny story. The headline is "Woman to Command Fast Jet Squadron." The fact that they've gone bigger on that, and oh that, my so, God. so it's, a, it's across the whole it. board, isn't it? That this happens. They, they, they all do it. You can't often see on the front page of the Telegraph, you know, a picture of I don't know, you know, like a you know, a woman, it'll be a woman in a slinky dress at a film premiere, but the huge image, you know, of a story that's tucked way inside the paper, and it's really just yeah. I mean, we see across. I mean, we see everywhere. It's not just in media. See, I People think... using women's bodies to sell stuff, but there was nothing quite as striking as the page three topless image every day. I find these pictures in the paper today. Um, uh, I don't know what the word is I can use on the radio. I, can't, I, I find them kind of naughtier and more exciting I, than... I think it's because it's more voyeuristic. It's, yeah. it's like you've noticed that they're popping out of their clothes, but they haven't. It looks it looks mm. muckier to use... Com- it looks muckier than mm. the page three. Mm. Uh, um, I think, you know, what a lot of people are saying... Um, I, it, you know, I, I mean, I think, I, you know, I'm, it's, it's not great. I, I totally agree. So I can't stand here and say, well, this is wonderful. Um, I do, you know, some people have said, you know, what we've heard again and again is Paisley was really, really challenging when children were involved. You know, so many mums got in touch with us and teachers and just said, you know, what do I do? You know, my six-year-old suddenly, you know, asked me, mum, is this what little girls do when they grow up when confronted in a cafe with page three? Um, you know, uh, I was asked, mummy, why aren't little girls, why, why aren't women wearing, why isn't this lady wearing any clothes in the newspaper and, and actually those those questions are quite hard to navigate yeah um you know what do you say oh, men like looking at breast starling you know uh, uh, what do you do whereas actually these other pictures although aren't great might be a li- little bit easier to navigate okay. with children oh she's an actress on big but you know, she's an actress she's you know well, she's a model she's an actress these things are, are a little bit easy perhaps to navigate but I, as you said i can't it's not great i can't say it is lucianne nice to talk to you uh, for the first time i know we got you at short notice lucianne holmes from no more page three we're going to find out the international word on the street in a few minutes on that Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there are severe hour-long delays because of an accident between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick. It's just down to one lane there, and it's causing long queues from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. On the A1M southbound, it's looking very slow on the speed sensors between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. And the M25 anti-clockwise looking very busy between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 18 for Chorleywood. Into High Wycombe on Amersham Hill, that's beginning to look very slow as well. And the A1 southbound, very busy between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Round about with the roadworks there. On the trains, no major delays showing up on the departure boards, but Great Northern are warning there are possible delays through Luton because one of the southbound lanes is blocked. That's Matt the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Thank you, Samantha. I, I promise I'll hit one of those uh, travel bulletins on time this morning. That's that's certainly my my aim and my ambition anyway. 7.47, it's Wednesday, the 21st of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Training is taking place in Buckinghamshire schools to spot signs of children at risk of radicalisation. Bedfordshire Chief Constable Colette Paul has written an open letter to faith leaders in the county in the wake of the Paris attacks. And the theft of trophies from the Milton Keynes headquarters of the Red Bull Formula One team features on BBC's Crime Watch programme tonight. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A cold, damp and cloudy start to the day. In fact, it's going to be a cold, damp and cloudy end to the day as well. The temperature not really shifting too much. We had some rain overnight, but the temperature just hovered above zero. So predominantly it fell as rain. Higher ground, we could have got a wintry flurry. And the same really goes for today. The temperature is going to stay around two or three Celsius through much of it. Overnight, the cloud will gradually start to break. The clear spells mean the temperature will drop down probably to around minus one, minus two. And it's in those spots where we could see a bit of ice forming on untreated roads and surfaces from today's rain. Also some frost, patchy frost and patchy fog. For tomorrow a cloudy start but then we'll get some brightness in the afternoon maybe even some sunshine. A much drier day tomorrow. The temperature at 4 Celsius and that's your forecast. Every weekday from three. Let's talk about your story. They're little globules of uh, it's chocolate. What is that sticking out of that? That's the abdomen of oh. the ant. Roberto Peroni. Film critic Richard Fitzwilliams. Welcome to the programme. Richard, will you be watching Rambo 5? They are unsubtle, they are silly, and they do not appeal. Overweight people are being ignored, humiliated and insulted on a regular basis. When you're in the supermarkets, people watching what you're picking up and passing comments. Can I ask you... It. What does it cost to have a cycle of IVF when you decide, well, I have to have children? It all totaled uh, to nearly £25,000. When you're in such a low and desperate place, you'll do anything. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 555. John's in Dutchworth. Morning, John. Good morning, young man. Well, oh, thank you very much indeed, boss. What you got for us? Uh, that young lady that you were just speaking to against um, page three. Yes. Why did they target pay, uh, the Sun for page three and not the Daily Star and the sport, which is um, a lot, lot worse? Than well, the, the sun? sport is just um, is, is is just a mucky rag. That's that's the ethos of the sport. Uh, the Star, I don't know. I guess because page three is such an iconic. Um, historical, you know, national thing. And the Sun sells way more newspapers than than the Star. The Star's owned by Richard Desmond, right? Uh, yeah. So he's get, not opposed to... Yeah, he loves it. Uh, I guess, the, the, I, I would imagine, John, it's because it's 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 a bigger cultural phenomenon on page three of the Sun, and um, it, it, it's got a much bigger circulation. I think they started it as well, didn't they? Yeah. yeah I, I can't see the, the, the problem in it, personally. I mean, obviously... Uh... I'm a married man, and my well, look, wife's got look all the your, attributes. Yeah, look at, your wife, look at your wife's boobs. Have you got daughters? I, I, I do, don't worry. <laughs> have you got daughters, John? I have, a 28-year-old young girl. I'd love to look at your daughter's breasts. I really would, um, I, honestly, I would love to stare at it, your daughter's boobs out of the uh, bra. A lot of people do when she goes out to the pubs, but not necessarily, not out of the pubs. I pub. would I love mean, your daughter if to she, sit if here. If in that industry, then that wouldn't be a problem, would it? You, I, you wouldn't have a problem with your daughter getting her baps out. If, no, if she was in wow. that industry and she wanted to um, show off her fantastic figure, 
Wow, you'd be, you'd be happy with blokes of all types looking at her and going, Four, look at her knockers, they're marvellous. Not looking at her face or not even interested in how intelligent she was, just looking at her boobs. Um, it, it, you, you, huh? it wouldn't bother me because you're not actually seeing the, the, the people doing it. I mean, no, I, it's not I, a real I, woman, I is it? I pull up at a sea van um, as a lorry driver. Wow. Um, we pull up at a... a while you're waiting for your stuff, they've all got newspapers and they've all got the sun. You have a quick flick through, have a quick um, look at the, the, the attributes on the young ladies and then you just crack on with the rest of the newspaper. Uh, you don't, you don't stand there and perv over it and do things that you shouldn't do out in the open. You do it in private? <laughs> no. <laughs> John, thank you very much. I appreciate your honesty. I, I think I know what Justin's next Vox is. Uh, do you, do you, uh, would you be okay with your daughter getting her knockers out on page three? I'm shocked by that. I haven't got daughters. I've got a beautiful uh, niece who's, um, who's obviously six or something. I can't remember these days. Uh, they grow so fast. Uh, and um, the, I, the, the, the thought of her looking at something like that and, and thinking that is a, a sensible career option breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. My oh. daughters have asked me about it. Really? Yeah. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Honestly, 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 he hesitated a bit. Would you mind if your daughter, uh, fellas, uh, worked as a page three model and got her boobs out? Pete the Meat has sent the same text he sent yesterday. Um, oh hello, Pete. And I think it sums it up. I like looking at a nice pair of front bumps. You know they're attached to a person. And also, go I don't matter, does it? Google it. You know, Google it. Go, why why has it got to be thrust upon everybody else? Uh, anyway, this has really caught your imagination, and um, we've had lots of emails, lots of texts about this. Uh, we've also had... Well, Catherine, why don't you, you, you explain what we've, we've got here, because this could get a little bit uncomfortable, and I should probably try and remain impartial. What, this... Um this reporter off. Yeah. Reporter Smackdown. Yeah. Well, uh, Katya's on the line now. Morning, Katya. Hello, hello good morning. Um, uh, it's a bit early for me. I'm not used to that early. <laughs> well, look, if this is going to become a career, which I think it might, Katya, okay. you're going to have to get up a little bit earlier than this. Katya, say hello to Justin. Hello, Justin. Hello, hello Justin. <laughs> morning, Katya. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm so excited to be talking to you. Well, I'm very excited to be talking to you with a voice like that. Wow. Yes, mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, listen, I, I think that uh, I've got a bit of audio. I did it for you, but I didn't really. Well, kind of. I don't know. It's in the morning. I'm not used to talking in the morning. So. <laughs> okay, okay. You, you Guys, recorded. Can you, can you explain what's going on here? You recorded a little piece for us, <laughs> Katia, where you're quite dismissive of Justin Dealey and his no. work. What? Very rude. Okay. But I've got to say, I think you've got uh, the good. Should we have a listen? Let's do that. Hello, dear listeners. My name is Katya, and just like the J-Dog, I'm taking it to the streets. Except it's a little bit cold today, so I'm calling some friends to see what they think about the big topic of the day, which is the demise of the page three girl. First of all, here's Charlie in Belgium, who seems rather passionate about the whole issue. Me, as a Belgian citizen... I'm against this demise. It's really awful. It's shocking. I want my bitch free girl again in the name of all Belgian citizens. I then rang Daniel in the Netherlands, who's got a rather different view on the whole thing. As long as boobs don't disappear uh, <clears throat> in general, then, then I think it's a good thing because I think uh, newspapers don't have to show the latest naked boobs. 
next to the weather. And finally, here's Lloyd in the UK, and I, I really hope that his mum is not listening to this. Some may say it's a sad thing. Quite happy to flip through all the pages. Maybe they should move it to page four, maybe page five. You can have a boob on each page. Wouldn't be a problem. So that's all from me. And uh, watch out, Jay Dog. There's another dog on the streets. <laughs> very, very good. Very, very good. One slight problem, though, Katya. Well, two yeah. slight problems. Um, if, if you want to be me, yeah. you've got to get up early in the morning. <laughs> and secondly, you can't just ring your mates. You've got to go on the streets, all right? Okay, but you know, I don't have a fancy recording machine like oh, you have. I'll tell you what, I'm going to make you a deal right now. Right. Ian, are you okay with this? Uh, Ian, do you trust me? Uh, Justin, I trust you implicitly. Okay. Well, hang on a minute. Wait. No, 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 I trust no, Justin. He's only let us down, what, a dozen times? Yeah. Uh, no, never let you down once in two years. You know that. Uh, <laughs> so, every Friday, Ian, you have a, an open door policy, don't that, you? Oh, well, yeah, well, that's right. Yes. Thanks for reminding me. Half well, past seven to eight o'clock, yes. People come into the studio, there's some great people in. I'll tell you what, Catty, on a Friday, yeah. I'm going to have my open door policy. Policy. Why what? don't you steal my idea? Why don't you come onto the streets with me and we can work together? How does that sound? Uh, that sounds really excellent, actually. Yeah, why there not? Go. There you go. You going to come down and do it, Katia? <laughs> okay, okay, let's do that. Not, not this Friday because I'm in Grantham. It takes a bit of planning, but definitely I will join you on the street. You'll need to wear some gloves and uh, some tight clothing. Okay, okay, that's, for the, that's for the warmth, Katia. That's not him just being a deviant. <laughs> Katia, excellent work. Keep sending them in, won't you? No problem. Thank you very much. She was good, Just. Well done. Very, very good. Very impressive. Uh, what do you reckon? Taking it to the streets, would you be happy for your daughter to be a page three model? Yeah, great call a minute ago. Um, I was listening to that thinking, yeah, if I had a daughter, how would I feel? But then again, th- there are certain things that I do in my job right now that my family are not happy with. What? So... Well, some of the things that, that we get up to can be, let's just say, quite dangerous at certain points. Okay. A little bit dodgy. Okay. So I think every single job, somebody's family won't be happy with it. And if that person's earning a lot of money from that, you know. I remember years ago when I was, when I was a struggling little stand-up comedian, I did a show with a friend of mine, and at the end of it we had a filthy song called My Is Bigger Than Yours. Yeah. Filthy. <laughs> really filthy. And my mum came and saw the show and all the way up to I think oh no oh she's gonna hate Mm. me because she was kind of basically subbing this lifestyle yeah Uh, and she loved it the only time my mum has ever told me off for something I did was on the 11 o'clock show TV programme I did years ago where I made a joke about the Queen Mum (laughs) and she phoned me up the next day and said Ian I've just got to say please don't make jokes about the Queen Mother that was really disrespectful (laughs) the only time she's ever told me off I mean I can can think of far worse jobs that uh, people's daughters could be doing far worse than that what? I think you know what I'm talking what, about. Prostitutes. Completely naked in films. It could be a oh, lot... Thank you. thank you, Justin. It could, well, it could be a lot worse, but... how but many of these girls go on to a career in it? Most of them are chewed up and spat out and end up back at the, you know, uh, deli counter within weeks. Mm, and then everyone's seen their bits. Uh, it's a simple question. Would you be happy for your daughter to get them out in a newspaper? 08459 Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 
and southbound there are hour-long delays because there's only one lane open between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick after an accident. Queues are taking an hour from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes, but northbound uh, from Junction 12 for Flittick, it's starting to look very slow as well on the speed sensors. Uh, we've been told that people are slowing down to look at the accident on the opposite carriageway, making that very slow. On the A1M northbound, it's partially blocked by an accident at Junction 6 for Welling Garden City, with queues from Junction 4 for Hartford. On the A5 southbound, that's looking very slow between Lynch Hill and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. And in High Wycombe on Amersham Hill, that's looking very busy as well on the speed sensors. No reports of any major problems on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. So the two were lots to phone in about, uh, the, the front end of cars being... Well, th- these stories are all kind of linked. They, they often involve front ends. The front end of cars being stolen. Has it happened to you or a friend? Would you let your daughter... Would you be happy for your daughter to be a Page 3 model? And ever been mistaken for the opposite sex? We'll speak after the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, the headlines, training in Bucks schools to spot radicalisation, Bed's police chief writes open letter to faith leaders and Milton Keynes trophy theft to feature on Crime Watch. BBC Three Counties Radio. Training is taking place in Buckinghamshire schools to spot signs of children at risk of radicalisation. Buckinghamshire County Council, which covers Wickham, one of the high priority areas, is being praised by the Home Office for its work in being fully prepared for next month's legislation. Pete Oliphant is from Thames Valley Police. What Buckinghamshire knows is that this legislation is likely to come uh, into force next month and therefore they're uh, ensuring that all their their education establishments within Buckinghamshire understand the the dangers, understand the vulnerabilities and address the risks. Meanwhile, the Bedfordshire Chief Constable, Colette Paul, has written an open letter to faith leaders in the county urging them to work with police in identifying extremists in the wake of the Paris attacks. She says Bed's police will be stepping up patrols in Jewish and Muslim communities. And a Hertfordshire taxi driver will be sentenced next month after admitting helping his cousin to return to the UK after fighting in Syria. 44-year-old Tahir Bharti from Watford drove jihadist Imran Khawaja back to the UK from Bulgaria in June last year. Khawaja had faked his own death in a bid to try and trick the security services. MPs from across the political spectrum have criticised a decision not to publish the report by the Chilcot inquiry into the Iraq war until after the general election. The former Attorney General and Beaconsfield MP Dominic Grieve says the report should have been out before Christmas. My understanding's always been that all that process was finished by the middle of last year. So what I don't understand is when did the process of consulting the people who might be criticised in this report actually commence, because I would have expected it to be possible to have done that in the course of the autumn and to have published this report before Christmas. Age UK claims that hundreds of thousands of older people who need social care are being left high and dry by a lack of funding and services. The charity says the number of people over 65 receiving help from their local authority has been falling steadily. The theft of trophies from the Milton Keynes headquarters of the Red Bull Formula One team features on the BBC's Crime Watch programme tonight. It will show CCTV footage of thieves using a car to smash their way into the Tilbrook base in December. Several trophies were later found in a lake in Berkshire, but no one has been arrested. Red Bull's team boss is Christian Horner. It was a, a pointless crime. 
the value of which you know these these trophies is minimal um, uh, in terms of the raw material but the emotional value is is, is huge and it'd be great to see those trophies back in their rightful home here in Milton Keynes. In sport, Andy Murray has won his second round match at the Australian Open Tennis. He beat the Australian Marinka Matasevich in straight sets. The weather mostly dry and cloudy, but some outbreaks of rain or sleet are possible. A maximum temperature just four degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio just tuned in, you missed a, um, a spontaneous interview at half past well, about 20 to 7 with uh, Howard Kalin, who he? He's only one of the turtles, happy together, Eleanor supposed to be interviewing him tomorrow I got a frantic text from him, hey man where are you? They did it a day early, they'll be in the podcast also spoke to a dad, he'd be more than happy for me to stare at his daughter's unbrad breasts didn't seem that bothered at all, did he? Roy, if you're still listening in your truck, can you ring back again? Ah. I've got your number down. Roy, we want to speak to you in your truck. Roy, an interesting view. We're taking yours too. That fella didn't mind. We're talking about, would you let your daughter be page three? He did mind. He did mind, didn't he? But he went with the argument that, no, listen, if his daughter wanted to do that and display her wonderful body, he'd be happy with it. This is all because page three. Well, if, if anything, I think it's worse. It's worse, isn't it? It's right mucky today. Ever been mistaken for a member of the opposite sex? Kath got mistaken for a bloke yesterday in Costa. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. It was embarrassing. And ha- ever had the front end of your car nicked? Turns out it happens a lot, but only, only to Vauxhall Coursers. Why? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You can text as well. 81333, start your text 3CR. Roy from Barnsley. Morning, Roy. Morning. What you got for us, boss? Uh, basically, yeah, I wouldn't want people staring at my daughter's boobs when she's older. It's, I want people to respect her for who she is. You know, it's, uh, it's degrading to women, really, isn't it? Now, isn't it funny how we make judgments on on uh, people's voices and what they do? You're a trucker, and you sound like the kind of bloke I would imagine that in the past has perhaps enjoyed page three. Would would that be right? Well, uh, no, not really. It's uh, you know you got respect. I mean, obviously, I like the, I like women and I like the figure, but it's uh, you got to respect them for who they are. It's at the end of the day. It's more about the intellect than it is the person. Well, this is what has your opinion changed at all since you've had your daughter? Uh, yeah, probably. I yeah. must admit, it's. Uh, I mean, she's only four now, bless her. But but uh, you know, when she gets older, I want people to. Well, of course you do. Her, and she's your little girl, and you want to protect her. And I think it is. I haven't got daughters, but I, I, I always think it, Catherine and I always joke it'd be great if Justin had a daughter, because I think if you, if, if, for some blokes, having a girl in their life uh, like that, it, 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 well, it just opens their eyes slightly, doesn't well, it? It certainly changes your opinion. It's. Uh, I mean, I've got I've got two lads as well, like, but uh, it, having children does open your eyes to a lot of things. It's have you seen page three today in the sun? Uh, I haven't yet. No. Have, well, I'll be interested in your thoughts. It's, it's on page five, and it's uh, Alicia Duval and Katie Price, uh, old pictures, and. Well, I would say this is more uh, sexually I- exciting 
than page three. They've got, but one's got pants on and like a very tight bra, and one's got a one-piece, slightly see-through body. I, I would say this is in some ways more damaging. Yeah, well, it leaves it open for imagination, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, listen, it's good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Billy Crush. Morning, Billy. Hello there. A very good morning to you. Very good morning to you, Bill. What have you got for us? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm always listening to your programme, of course, with uh, much joy. Um, uh, All this hoo-ha about uh, 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 page three. I can't, I'm 94, as you know, I can't see anything wrong in admiring a, 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 a beautiful lady. Providing it's uh, natural, uh, um, I mean, so many things now. The, uh, uh, I use this silicone business in in my well, young most, day. Most of the most of the women on page three, Billy, it's all silicone. Is it? Yeah, most of the, there's hardly any of them are real on page three. It's all well, silicone. No, no, well, no, and you, what's listen. wrong, Billy, with looking at a beautiful woman's face? Why have we got to see her nipples or her breasticles? Ah, now listen. In 1942, uh, it, I, I was in London, you know, in London, and and time and time again, I went to the uh, the windmill. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, we never close, and. Uh, uh, I, we, we could see the real thing there. Oh, well, they, they weren't allowed to move then, were they? Pardon? They, were, they weren't allowed to move then, were they? They had to stand still. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. They had to stand still. You, if, if you could... Uh, if you look very closely, you could see them breathing. Mm. <laughs> and, of That's course, when the, when the uh, siren went or the, or the, uh, the, the bomb, you could hear the, the thud of the bombs. Yeah. Of course, they, they, they dived off the stage. So, okay, and, you were, you were uh, hoping, that, the, uh, you were hoping uh, that Jerry would, would drop a few doodlebugs? <laughs> And, and then, of course, then we, you got a little bit of a bonus, shall we say? You got a what? A little bit of a what? No, 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 it doesn't seem very clear this morning. No, but did you say bonus? The bonus, because they moved to dive down to the shelter. Billy, thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> Breathe a sigh of relief. Ah, oh dear. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, work in tackling extremism by schools, police and uh, councils in Buckinghamshire is being heralded by the Home Office. Next month, new legislation comes into force, which means schools will be duty-bound to act if they suspect anyone is prone to being radicalised. Well, High Wycombe and Luton are among 30 high-priority areas identified by the government. We have no idea what Luton is doing if anything, as they won't tell us. So the impression is they're not doing a lot. Whereas uh, places in Buckinghamshire, well, as we've already discuss- discussed, are, uh, are getting a big thumbs up from the Home Office. Let's speak to Joy Shakespeare, chair of the Channel Panel at Bucks County Council. Morning, Joy. Good morning. Big Channel Panel, what is that? What does it do? Well, the Channel Panel, it's a group of people from all the sector agents, all the public sector agencies, working together to keep children, young people, adults safe from the risk of radicalisation. And how do you do Um, that? Okay, well, we gather together on a monthly basis, and we're taking referrals from schools, the community, the police, 
about those people who they feel are at risk of becoming radicalised. Um, and that way we can then put together a package of support with the individual's knowledge and consent to reduce their risk of being drawn into criminal activity. What, it's interesting you said, with their, what, what if they say, no, I'm not interested? Well, if they say no, they're not interested, then we will try persuading them, obviously. But in the end, then that is their choice not to engage. So they, because Mike, I mean, listen, it sounds like a great idea to spot this at the earliest opportunity, of course. But if they are too far down that route of radicalisation, whatever that means, that they, they, you know, they're happy with the way they're going, then there is nothing you can do, is there, to prevent that happening? Well, there's nothing that Channel can do, but of course there are other things that the police particularly can do, and Mm. that's not my area. Uh, Wickham is a priority area. Why is that? Well, that's been identified by the Home Office and by the police as being an area where people are more at risk of being drawn into radicalisation. And, and why is that in particular? Is it, is it just um, high numbers of certain g- communities? Is it history? What, what, what is that reason, do you think? Well, I think there's been quite a bit in the national press quite recently about particular individuals, for example, who have gone to Syria. So that gives an indication of why High Wycombe is seen as at risk. Uh, and why is, uh, is Bucks doing so well? It's, it's kind of had a big thumbs up from the Home Office. What are you doing right? Well, this is because we've already put in place the things that the new legislation is planning. In other words, we've had a standing panel now for about two years, which has meant that we've developed a trusting working relationship between agencies in talking about these really difficult subjects. And we've also developed really good relationships with, say, for example, schools and the community. Joy, good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Joy Shakespeare, Chair of the Channel Panel at Bucks County Council. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. What you got, Boyley? From one lot of front ends to another. There you go. Courses. No wonder these uh, front ends of courses are being stolen. They're a popular car for new young drivers who pay astronomical prices for insurance. If they've had a prank, it's a lot easier for them to pay a few hundred quid to people who will steal parts to order than go down the insurance claim route. If I was young again and paying the ridiculous prices they have to, I'd probably go down that route as well, says Gary and Luton. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. We're also asking, would you be happy for your daughter to be on uh, page three, as was with um, everything out on display. Roy's in Bedford. Morning, Roy. Good morning, good morning. What you got for us? Right. Obviously, my, or myself personally, I would not be happy with my child or any of my siblings or any relatives burning themselves in the nude in the paper. But that's because of my personal family and our own opinion. However, the women that are in these page three magazines, they're choosing to be. They've agreed to the terms of, con- of a contract and they're getting paid for it and are quite happy So you it. don't want to look at your daughter's breasts, but you're happy to look at somebody else's daughter's breasts? I don't look at them things at all in those papers. OK, have you got a daughter? I have an I'm 25 with a stepson. OK, have you got any... If you had a daughter, you say you wouldn't be happy for her to do it, but if, if it was her own choice and if she'd signed the contract, then you'd have to wish her good luck, wouldn't you? What, what can you do? There's nothing you can do. But another thing, I'm, another thing I'm saying is, when have you come across page three unless she was looking for it? Sorry? How, have you ever come across page three without looking for it? Yeah, you open the paper. But if you know that's in that paper, why are you going to go look in that paper? What? You know that's what the sun's about. Is it? 
It's not, thought, it's, well, it's, it's Britain's biggest selling newspaper, Roy, and in this job, I kind of had to look at most of the newspapers. And also, it, it's, uh, you can't put the argument, if you don't want to see the boobs, don't look at page three. Surely the argument should be... But you can, but you can. Because well, you you I, can, but it's I, a really I, weak argument. I, Surely the argument should be, Roy, it shouldn't be there in the first place. Kids kids can pick that up on the train. Kids can, kids can get on a bus and it's there and they pick it up. That's not right, is it? But, that's, but, that's, but then there's top shelf magazines that could be left anywhere and they no, can be you, very anywhere. rarely do I see a copy of Razzle left on the underground. I often see a copy of The Sun. Agreed. Agreed. But I've worked in an environment where there's females about, and obviously I, I believe that looking at that kind of thing amongst other females is disrespectful. So I've skipped the first page. You shouldn't have to, though. You shouldn't have to, should you? But also, as a, Catherine, as a woman, right? If, if, I find it a bit embarrassing when we're doing the paper review and you and I are both looking at the newspapers. And sometimes they do put funny things on page three. Often it's a comedy, comedy short at the, at the side, isn't there? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's old-fashioned, isn't it? There are other places you can get boobs these days. You don't have to have it in a paper. It, it, can, be, it can be done without, but the fact that it's... Right, I we, also don't no. think it's all the paper's about. I mean, it shouldn't no. be, should it? Right, we've lost you. It was uh, a bad point, poorly made, but I'm glad you made it. Thank you. Call again on a better line next time, please. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's down to one lane between junctions 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick because of a serious accident. It's causing hour-long delays from junction 14 for Milton Keynes. And northbound on the M1 from junction 12 for Flittick, it's starting to get very slow with people looking at the accident on the opposite side. And Markgate, the A5 southbound's very heavy as as a result of people diverting away from the M1. It's looking very slow between Lynch Hill and the M1 junction 9 for Redbourne. The A1M northbound has queues because of an accident that happened at junction 6 for Welling Garden City uh, between there and junction four for Hep- Hartford. That's looking very slow. In Watford on Rickmansworth Road, that's looking very busy on the speed sensors around the Town Hall roundabouts and the A40 out of uh, towards the M25 from the Denham roundabout is looking very slow because there's a lane blocked by a broken down vehicle. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 8.16. It's uh, Wednesday, the 21st of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Training is taking place in Buckinghamshire schools to spot signs of children at risk of radicalisation. Bedfordshire Chief Constable Colette Paul has written an open letter to faith leaders in the county in the wake of the Paris attacks and the theft of trophies from the Milton Keynes headquarters of the Red Bull Formula One team is going to be on Crime Watch tonight. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Now that I would describe as mauve. (laughs) There's no other word for it, is it? I'm never quite sure the difference between mauve and purple and violet. That is mauve. Mauve? Yeah. Well, I'd thought this was purple. Hang on a second. What are you saying, Kath? I would say that that is heather. Oh, I can't can't, can't hear. She's saying heather. 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 Lavender. Lavender. Is it lavender? Shall we yes, settle it's on... nearer to lavender, We're going to yeah. settle on lavender. Yeah, you're yeah. looking very lavender today. Thanks very much. I take that as a compliment. It is a compliment. You're looking very clean-shaven. I had a shave. By the way, I've got a bone to pick with you. Aye. Last night, Ooh. I was uh, flicking through the television channels, Aye. and uh, a programme came on, and oh, I yes. thought, do you know what, I think my cat would quite like to, to watch this. <laughs> yes. It's called something like, I don't know, Cats Do the Funniest Things. Cats, or they, they are hilarious. Cats. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, so I flicked it on, yeah. and my cat's watching it. He was loving it. And I thought, I know that voice from somewhere. Yeah, no. It was uh, it was you, wasn't it? Was it was me, and it wasn't Stephen Mulhern, as some people thought on Twitter. It was me, yes. But you sounded a bit different. Oh. 
I was I did the voice I did the voiceover for it, mm. and we did about ten minutes, and the guy said, "Look, right, Ian, we're going to start again. Could you just be a little less sarcastic, please?" <laughs> So there's me going, have a look at this crazy cat from Russia. It can't even jump onto a wall. And then I have to do it. Have a look at this crazy cat from Russia. It can't even jump onto a wall. <laughs> did that sound good? That's what it was. Yeah. You didn't sound so sarcastic. I sounded sincere. They made me do, they made me do it again. Yeah. You sounded a bit younger as well. That's a computer effect. Oh, really? I always insist they put that on, yes, to make me sound boyish. Oh. It was a good programme. Well, it cats do do the funniest things, it turns out. Have I ever told you about the time I went for an audition at Thames Radio? No. This was uh, many years ago, and uh, and I, I sent a demo tape to yeah. Thames Radio. Never heard of it. No, it's down in Kingston. Right. And uh, they called me in, the, the the editor called me in, he said, you, we, we like your demo, come in. Oh, well, wow. my demo, I sounded like me. Yeah. You know, this funny old voice. Yes, yes. Anyway, so he, uh, he said, we, we want to sit you in a studio, and we, we're going to try you for a new 70s show we're oh, going to do. fantastic. It's going to be uh, you playing all the 70s hits. <laughs> I, said, I said, OK. <laughs> so, so they put, put me in the studio, and he said, right, go on then. So I start, you know, I, I did my thing, and he came through. He said, you sound a bit old, is there any chance you could just raise the pitch of your voice wow, a little bit? Wow, isn't that... I said, uh, well, I can try. So I started doing the show like this, some of this... And he Barry came through, Walker! He said, uh, could, you, could you take it just a bit higher? And we want to change your name to Johnny Gold. So by the... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing By at. the end, I go, and this is Tim's Radio with me, Johnny Gold. He said, that's it. I said, I don't think this is going to work. Oh. And I didn't get a job at Thames Radio as a Johnny result. Johnny Gold, you I, should never have told me that. I could have been Johnny Gold playing the 70s hits. Yeah. You it was going to be. be called something like the Glitter Ball Hour oh. well, on Thames Radio. You can't say Glitter Balls anymore. I, uh, <laughs> After what's going on. I thank the Lord every day I didn't get a job at Thames Johnny, Radio. What was it, Johnny Golden? Johnny Gold. Johnny Gold and the Glitter Balls. Yeah. With a high-pitched voice. Gosh, could have that been so been me. Could have been. It could have been a different world, couldn't it? Well, I'm glad that um, Johnny Gold and his glitter balls didn't make it because it means we've got JVS. Uh, uh, that's true. Here. That's true. The legend that is. What's on your show this morning? Uh, Europe. Oh, have yeah. you seen the front page of today's Daily Express? It's behind you there on the. Go on, have a look. Like uh, you probably here. gloss over it frequently, as many oh, of 80 us do. 80% uh, want uh, to quit the EU. Yes, I saw that. 80% yes. of people <coughs> apparently want to leave uh, Europe. This figure, we had a look into it because we thought, oh, hang on a minute, is this one of these polls that the Daily Express mm. has just made up? It's not, it's two Tory MPs, isn't it, they've done uh, it? Well, three, apparently. Right. Uh, the result of polling in three Conservative constituencies up in Northamptonshire... Right. Uh, And it comes in the same week that the former Prime Minister, John Major, tells a European magazine that each generation of Britons is more European than the last. He also warned that if the UK severs its ties with Brussels, it'll lose some of its influence and power. Meanwhile, the pro-European Tory MP, Laura Sandys, who's announced that she won't stand against Nigel Farage in Thanet South this year, has told The Guardian that if we exit the EU, this country would be irretrievably damaged politically and economically. 
Well, from nine this morning, and Europe is... I think Europe is a difficult discussion to have on the radio because mm. I think, actually, the vast majority of us don't understand enough oh, about it. Well, I don't it. know enough about it to vote either way, no. And I think that's why people sometimes can feel a little bit awkward about calling in with their opinion because they don't want to look like an idiot. Well, let me just make it quite clear this morning. <laughs> from nine... You can look like an idiot if you, you want. Well, no, seriously, you can. And, I, and if anybody just wants to phone in and say, look, I, I can't really back this up with any fact, but this is just my gut reaction, yeah. I'd be very happy to have your call. I think most people, would, 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 if there were a referendum, would vote on what the, the, the last front page of their newspaper told them to vote. Really? Yeah, I think they would. And I don't know enough. I consider myself quite well read. I, don't, I haven't got a clue about Europe. It's really complicated. Oh, of course it is, yeah. It's really complicated. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your, your gut reaction to this. Do you want Britain to stay in Europe? John Major says that actually we are becoming more pro-European. We are very likely to vote to stay in Europe. However, this front page of the Express today says 80% of us want to get out. Well, what about you? 08459 455 555 from 9. Every weekday from 12. We're talking to Ellis Jones uh, about her journey, which has uh, landed her in the arms of Youthscape. When I was five, my dad left our family. It's your first inclination to go, oh, I must have done something naughty. Nick Coffer. I was in a really vulnerable place. The people at Youthscape, it is literally their job to show you that they love you and care about you and whatever you're going through. Every day my job's a privilege, but every once in a while it's an even bigger privilege because I get to meet people like you. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. You're right, Catherine, to remind me. We're laughing at um, Johnny Gold. Yeah, Ian McCartney. I was Ian McCartney at uh, FM 103 Horizon because Helen Lee worked there. Yeah. Lee's not my real name. It is now, but it wasn't. Rugby is my, rugby is my name I was given with, and I was toying with changing it to Lee at the time, and that's the name I was working under. Uh, and Helen Lee was there, spelt differently, but the boss at the time thought it would be too confusing for the listener because you're all dumb. Thought it'd be too confusing for the listener to have two people with the same n- surname. Mm-hmm. So we had this meeting where we sat in the in the office, and he says, "You've got to come up with a pseudonym. You've got a different name." Uh, and it's it's the hardest thing to do. And we sat there, and it was really awkward. And I, I said, "I said, what's your favourite group?" I went, "All oh, the Beatles." He went, "Go on, pick all right, pick pick one of their names." I went, "All right, um, Star." He said, "No, we're not having that." So I'm doing them in order of my favourite Beatles. Uh, oh, Ian Harrison, no, that wouldn't work. Lennon, he went, Ian Lennon, no, no. I said, McCartney? Yeah, that'll do. You're Ian McCartney. And that was it. That was it. Terrible, really, isn't it? Really. Uh, 08459 Ever had to change your name, dear listeners? Now, we've been talking about the Luton man who's had his car pinched. Well, half of his car pinched. Lee Turner is missing the front end of his car. When his girlfriend called the police, she was told they wouldn't send anyone out because it's really common. Well, judging from your reaction when we discussed it on Monday, it is really common. And the stories you told us suggest these dodgepots can have it away with your motor in broad daylight, apparently in minutes. We can speak to Steve Fowler, editor-in-chief of Auto Express magazine. Morning, Steve. Good morning. I'm really shocked by this. Are you? Uh, Sadly not. Oh. No. Um, Because all these parts have a value. Um, And they have quite a value. Because if you you want a new bonnet for your car, it's actually quite quite expensive so it's no surprising that no surprise really that there is a black market for these types of things. how easy is it to take the whole front end of someone's car uh, worryingly easy, to be perfectly honest. I, mean, I think the car makers concentrate on their vehicles not being stolen because that has an effect on insurance ratings. Yeah. If you get a lower insurance group, people are more likely to buy your car because it's cheaper to insure. But I think this is a, becoming an increasing issue, that of parts theft. It was, it was fairly big a while ago, but not necessarily
literally body parts. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, it is way, way too easy. I know how easy it is to open a bonnet if you can get underneath the car. It's way too easy to, with a, a spanner set and a couple of screwdrivers to be away with most of the front end of a car. And how long does it take? minutes you'd be you'd, really? be you'd be absolutely amazed yeah i mean the, the other thing is in, in most cases uh the, once you're into a car you know by smashing a window and, and who takes any notice of car alarms if they go off no no they doesn't. don't you know once you're into the car you can open the bonnet fairly easily um and once the bonnet's open you've got free access to uh, to everything that's under there one thing that ford did a while ago and I, to be honest i don't know if they're still doing it but they used to have locks you used to have to be able to unlock your bonnet with the key oh okay um, so whether again whether that's something that we should start seeing in the future. That's actually quite a sensible idea, isn't it? Because you just, you just pull that little lever by the driver's seat and you're in. Absolutely, yeah. And, and at least, you know, hidden behind the old blue oval of the Ford was a, a traditional key thing. You put your key and you turn it, the bonnet pops up. Voxel Coursers. All of our stories we've heard this morning and l- the last few days, Steve, uh, uh, have been Voxel Coursers. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't read too much into that. The thing about the Vauxhall Corsa is it's a very common car. It's right. in huge numbers. There's a lot of them out there, so you would assume there's an awful lot of demand for Vauxhall Corsa parts as well. That there may well be an issue that it's easier than others to, uh, to to strip some of the parts, and that's something that Vauxhall should be looking into as a matter of urgency, I'd say. And, and the police aren't that interested, and I kind of, you know, got a bit angry, but then Jill has sent me a, a, an email that says, well, why would the police go and have a look? There's no CCTV, there's no fingerprints, there's nothing yeah, they can do. I mean, I think that's just a sad indication of what's happening with the police these days. They don't have the manpower, they don't have the resources. I, I would like to think that they would attend every single crime scene, but uh, obviously they have to draw a line somewhere. But it, it's very worrying. I mean, I, my, my wife has a, a, a car at the moment. It's heated seaters has gone. Oh, heavens forbid, she can't turn her heated seat on. But the dealer wants £1,300 to mend a heated seat. Wow. So, you know, you, you can you can see there would be a black market in things like yeah. that if somebody wants, oh, it's cheaper to go and take one from another car. Yeah, yeah. I'll get you one for a couple of hundred quid. Is, th- is there anything that people can do, Steve? I suppose there isn't, is there? Well, the, the best advice, uh, the old advice, is to make sure that your car is parked in a well-lit place um, and that you do take care of things. You do always leave it locked. Yes, I know people can put a brick through the window. Don't leave stuff on display. But, you know, it, that, that's the best advice. Make sure you park somewhere that's busy and well-lit. And, and some of these stories I've heard and pictures I've seen of cars parked way down in the dark corner yeah. of the car park. And it's, it's obviously easier if a car's parked there than... Well, if it's in, under a street lamp. I'd agree. They're obviously getting bolder and braver, these, these idiots, because a, a couple of the stories we've had today, they've just been parked on normal residential streets outside someone's house. But the trouble is, let, let, let's be honest, if somebody wears a, uh, a high-vis vest, you think they've got some sort of authority, don't this you? Is, so this, if you, if you yeah. turn up in a van with a high-vis vest and start stripping yep. a car, a, a lot of people wouldn't ask any questions. It's the curse of the high-vis vest. Steve, listen, well, we've said that before on this show, you wear a high-vis vest, you can get away with... I, I, for a TV programme, I broke into someone's house with a high-vis vest. I, I, I talked my way into their house just because I had a high-vis vessel. Wow. Steve, good to talk to you. Steve Fowler, editor-in-chief of Auto Express magazine. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are hour-long delays on the M1 southbound between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and and 13 for Bedford. That's taken an hour to get through because of an accident, but there are just two lanes closed there now. On the M1 northbound, it's looking very slow around Junction 12 for Flitwick with people slowing down to have a look. And it's also causing queues on the A421 southbound with the usual traffic from Master Maritain towards the M1 being made worse by the problems there on the M1. On the A1M 
northbound, that was an accident earlier at Junction 6 for Welling Garden City, and that's still causing queues to Junction 4 for Hartford, although all the lanes are back open again. On the North Circular Road, there are queues westbound between Powys Lane and the Great Cambridge Interchange because of an accident. And in Denham on the Western Avenue, the A40 heading towards the M25 has delays from the Denham roundabout because of a breakdown on the exit slip road, which is blocking it. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Training is taking place in Buckinghamshire schools to spot signs of children at risk of radicalisation. Meanwhile, the Bedfordshire Chief Constable, Colette Paul, has written an open letter to faith leaders in the county, urging them to work with police in identifying extremists in the wake of the Paris attacks. Motorists are facing long delays on the M1 in Bedfordshire this morning after a crash involving two lorries and a car on the southbound carriageway between junctions 13 and 12. The highways agency say two lanes are now open. And the theft of trophies from the Milton Keynes headquarters of the Red Bull Formula One team features on the BBC's Crime Watch programme tonight. It will show CCTV footage of thieves using a car to smash their way into the Tilbrook base in December. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool and Chelsea drew one all at Anfield last night in the first leg of their League Cup semi-final. Here's Chelsea manager Jose Mourinho. The good thing is that uh, a two-legs semi-final now becomes a one-leg semi-final. Because of a draw, we know that the goals away in the 90 minutes, the goals are, are not considered. So the match has not for bridge. Uh, Liverpool has to win and Chelsea has to win. So it becomes only one leg, but in our house where uh, obviously we are more comfortable. Tonight, Tottenham hosts Sheffield United in the first leg of their semi-final. Watford remains seven points behind Championship leaders Bournemouth after the South Coast side's 1-0 defeat at Leeds last night. Milton Keynes-Dons remain third in League One after fourth-place Preston could only draw one all at home to Yeovil. Stevenage have confirmed the permanent signing of midfielder David McAllister after a successful loan spell. Wickham have confirmed that manager Gareth Ainsworth's new contract is a five-and-a-half-year deal. And last night's Hearts senior cup tie between Hemel Hempstead and Watford was postponed. Andy Murray has won his second round match at the Australian Open Tennis. He's beaten the Australian Marinko Matasevich in straight sets. It was a great atmosphere today. Obviously, any time you, you play against an Australian in Australia, they get fantastic support and I really enjoyed uh, enjoyed the match today. Fun atmosphere to play in, so thanks everyone. Even if not everyone was supporting me, it was still... <laughs> it was still... Uh, yeah, it was it was still still good fun and um, yeah. Thank you. And in rugby, England coach Stuart Lancaster will name his training squad for the match against Wales this morning. The final squad for the Six Nations will be selected on January the thirty first. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine. A little recap of where we've been today. Been all over the shop. And today. the texts are re- representing that the fact that we're talking about uh, two sets of front ends, uh, page three, <laughs> and missing ones from courses. The thing about page three is I want to move it on slightly from yesterday. You, you can let us know if you feel duped by the fact that page three is still there. It's just the nipples are covered up. Oh, no one really thought it was going, did they? I kind of did. I'm so naive. But the question is, would you want your daughter? Would you mind if your daughter was a page three model? Was getting them out? You know Billy rang earlier on. Billy Crush. How old's Billy? 93. Right. How do you feel about him looking at your daughter's boobs? 
And we had one caller who said... Because he says it's a bit of fun, it's only a still. We had one caller who said he wouldn't mind if his daughter did it. I find well, that very hard to believe. He said that, but his voice kind of quavered a little bit. very, very hard to I believe. I think he would mind, but I think... I've been thinking about it. I bet you have. The, the, the trouble is, there's nothing you can do. It's not no. if, if you tell you know your your offspring, whether it's you know male or female, not to do something, yeah. they're going to want to do it. Yeah. And ultimately, they have the freedom of choice. No, I wouldn't it like it, but it, I'd have to support it them. It doesn't start with a conversation about that decision. It starts with bringing your daughters up to to respect themselves and uh, to um, and to know that they are worth more. I would feel that if my daughter, my fictional daughter, were, were to have done it, that I would have failed somewhere in uh, in in bringing her up. And also, you, you, you're right. You don't have to uh, uh, um, like it. I don't think you have to support it either. You don't have to support all of your kids' decisions in life. You, if you think they're making a bad decision, you can say, "Look, I love you. I'm not supporting that decision," and walk away from it. I think that's a valid. Well, we're some years off that, I think, Catherine. Yeah, I would. And I, and I would rather... T- I've always told my daughters, and they are still little, but I, st- I t- tell them, and I think it's important to tell them, I'd rather you told me the truth than lied to me about it. I might not like to hear it, but I'd rather know so I can be there to help you out. But, but, but I like to think if they could justify it... How could it, they justify it? OK, let's say... Let's These girls say, are doing it because they, they think it's the way to get famous. Famous oh, no, for what? Not, not necessarily. I wouldn't say we could prescribe every person on page three is doing it to get famous necessarily. Maybe, yeah. you know, it's a way of making some money quite quickly. Yeah. Um, for a short period of time. It's not like they're going to be doing it for, you know, yeah. until they're, they're 40 or 50. Um, and it, and selling... that money might be useful for them. That money might allow them to, say, buy might... their first house. But then you them. might as well uh, say... No, it won't be that much. Then you might as well oh. say, um, well, they might as well go and be, you might as well go and be a lap dancer if, if you want to do, do that. You know, you'd have to support them if they wanted to be a lap dancer in a club. Would that be OK? Then you might then you keep going until you eventually get to the bit where they're um, you know turning tricks in an alleyway to make money. Well, Would you support I, I, that? I, th- I think that's a that's a massive leap. You no, know. but you're saying you have to support them in whatever they decide I'm to do. I'm not saying you have to su- okay. support them. I'm, I'm saying that I, I think if they were able to justify it. I, Maybe I wouldn't like that decision, but if they felt it was the right decision the for them, then I would support them as, with that. As a bloke, you wait until you have a daughter. If you have a daughter and you have her kids, as a bloke, I know what goes through my head. Um, what has been through my head, particularly when I was a, a, a younger, frisky man, and still goes, when I look at pictures of naked women, I know what's going through my head. I know what went through my head as a lusty 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old boy. Listen, when I Terrible was, thoughts. When I started going out with lads, my dad became Victorian father, right? Terrifying. This kind of distant figure. He was never pally with them. He always had them on the back foot. When we had our first child, and it was a girl, my husband said, suddenly I understand your dad. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because you know what men are like what some men can be like and you want to protect them from that mm. I don't know I, I suppose it's abstract for me at the minute so yeah. it's, it's difficult to when, when's it not going to be abstract uh, fairly soon <laughs> uh, how long have you got are you allowed to say or is it top secret uh, I'd rather not say okay that. fine fair enough fair enough okay uh, but yeah it'll be interesting I, the thing is once that pops out whatever sex it, it is it's a weird shift isn't it everything changes man mm. everything changes and you can't put it into words and it sounds like baloney but your whole psyche, your whole purpose, your whole reason for being on this planet shifts seismically. It's incredible. And not just the men thinking, uh, you know, suddenly I want to protect this person. I also think, now I've got daughters, flipping neck. If my mum knew what I'd been up to, yeah. she would have mm. a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I wish you the best. I hope it all goes smoothly. It's an, it's an exciting time, man. You're about to start on... Uh, 
what, the best adventure you can have? 08459 455 555. Would you mind if your daughter became a page three model? Do you want some texts? Let's have some texts, then we'll go to Paul about courses. Uh, Alan from Wellin. I would be a very proud father if my daughter had a beautiful enough body to be shown in the papers. What's wrong with you, man? If your body was buff, wouldn't you want to show the ladies? It's different. It is different. It's and different. There, and a lot of people saying, uh, just have a topless man. Topless Doesn't man is not like the same that. as a topless woman. Men and women are sexually excited in different ways, and men are sexually excited visually. They, they need to look at things. Most women don't get the same uh, feelings and rush of endorphins that men get when they see things. It's slightly different for women. Most women. Uh, give us one more and then we'll do Paul. Uh, if page three is so bad and upsetting to certain types of women and their five-year-old daughters, what do they do when people go on holiday where they go topless? How can they explain that one away? Oh, they don't, says Dave. Is he having a pop at you? I think that's I think a pop so, at you. Yeah. you. You you come back to that one, Kath. Okay, so if they're on holiday, they are doing it to get a tan. They're not doing it so you can have a look and uh, take it home and uh, take it in the toilet and show your mates uh, and have a laugh at them. And they're also not saying, "Hey, this is a career move, girls. That you, hey, maybe you could do this if you get some plastic put in your chest." They're also not saying, "Hey, have a look at these." I'm, and I also, I flipping hate topless people on the bit. It's horrible. For my from my point of view, it's just more skin to burn. Why <laughs> would you do that? It's so horrible. I don't like beaches anyway, and I don't like. I, the, 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 oh, just the whole swimming costume thing is unpleasant. And they go right up the cracks of their backsides. Men and women, some of them, German men. What the hell are you thinking? Wearing those things? It's, it's, you're going to get a yeast infection, aren't you? Paul's on the line. Morning, Paul. Morning. Yeah, you've you called in about cars. So thank, thankfully, because we're, we're getting close to the wire. What have you got for us? <laughs> um, yeah, basically, my my wife uh, went to work in the morning, came back in the house, and said, uh, "Do you know the front of your car's missing?" Oh blimey! And I said, "Oh right, okay." Went outside and. Behold, yeah, they'd take, removed the uh, headlights and the bumper. They'd also broken into the car as well and stole all the contents inside. Um, yeah. It's a bit bizarre. Vauxhall Corsa, by any chance? Yes, limited <laughs> edition, white one. Yeah. Isn't it? The, well, that, that seems to be the, uh, the, the target of, of the thieves. Yes. What yeah. did, did you, I mean, you, you called the police, I'm guessing, Paul. What did they do? Um, well, they, I must admit, they did send uh, what they call the Socko out. Right. Dust prints and everything. But well, I've never heard anything since. No, no. And did and you, that was, d- Sorry, that was the July, July, that was. July of last year? Yes. OK, it's, uh, it, and where, whereabouts do you live? Uh, Hexton, Hertfordshire. Right, OK. It seems to be... It's, I, I don't wonder if it's a nationwide thing or if it is a local thing. Did your insurance sort you out, Paul? Uh, they did, but my premium's gone up. Yeah, I bet. I bet. This is the thing. Paul, thank you very much. It's not a great line. I'm going to let you go. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, your insurance will cover it. Man alive, you make any kind of claim on your insurance, on car insurance, right up there. The premium, you might as well pay for most things to get to get fixed yourself on your car insurance. It's a vicious circle, though, isn't it? Because, I mean, what we're getting through on the text and what we've heard from the experts earlier on was that if people try and go for a bargain, they're funding this kind of continual theft. Dennis is in Dunstable. Morning, Den. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm a bit banged up and Kath's got a sore throat. Yeah, well, I've got the, this cough that... Does comes from nowhere and keeps leaving. That's why I'm talking with a very thick throat. Well, you, 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 you normally sound very thick anyway, so... Thank you, but listen to me. Yesterday you were saying that certain countries you wouldn't go, you wouldn't visit. New Zealand? Yes. How many countries have refused to accept you in the first place? Um, 56, but that's, yeah, that's, that's a different matter, anyway. Hey, have you got a new telephone? 
No. Because you're not sounding all echoey and rubbish. Like you're not, I mean, you're sounding rubbish, but you're not sounding all Thank echoey. Thank you very much. Like Thank you. you. Now then, you're very young, welcome. young ladies on. showing their boobs. End of that conversation, on to the next one. There's right. the echo. Excellent, yes. I've got two granddaughters. I would be very upset if anybody started doing that, that sort of thing. But they're the only two girls in the family. All the rest of the lads. What they about can your show win? whatever they want. Yes. And I did, when I worked for British Aerospace, I went out one night with the lads to one of these strip clubs. It Good was enough. an office do. Yeah. Quite frankly, the lady left me quite cold. Oh. Not in the least bit interested in her, oh. honestly. She was a nice figure, but it didn't... No sexual connotation as far as I was concerned. She, she, she could have been made out of alabaster for all I would care. But anyway... It wasn't romantic enough for you. You like um, the, the moonlight and the candles. No, I'm Hello? just not into... I'm not, in, not into women? I like my visions in private. Right? I don't <laughs> want to share it with anybody else. When was else. the last time you had a private vision? Oh, uh, it's a long way it's back. It's 2015, now. if that hey, helps. A long way back. However, I noticed that... The lads were all, oh, come and come and sit with me, you, you know, macho bull. I guarantee if that girl had gone anywhere near him, they'd have died of embarrassment. Here's what I like to do on my nights off, is I like to pay a strange uh, woman a lot of money to take her clothes off for me and then pay her even more money to sit and have a beer with me. That's, That's what I like to do. Uh, listen, I've been to a lap dancing club once, twice, three times... A- uh, definitely twice, but th- th- at least twice, yeah. uh, when I was younger and I was very, very drunk. And, um, boy, oh boy, it just cost me a lot of money and, it, you know, left me feeling w- frustrated. You know, yeah. it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't fun. No, well, of course, ex-Navy, Malta and various places No, like not that. me, Dennis. I, no, I'm not ex-Navy, mate. You've confused me with someone. No, I'm saying... You, sorry. That, that went on a, long, yes. a lot going on in yes. forces away. But, yes. you know, to me, it was nothing. To you. The only, the only thing I remember about uh, that paper is Linda Lusardi. She's the only lady on there that... Because uh, I didn't buy the damn paper to start. Lovely Linda Lusardi. She was great. Feeling quite mardy. No, she was like... The, the name alone being sounding Italian, that set me off to start with. There we go, De- De- Dennis. You're having a private vision in public, just to let you know. Have a nice... Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's on the line. Morning, Michael. Hi there. What you got for us, Michael? Um, I've been in motors uh, since 1959. You want to go out and stretch your legs? <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. Anyway, um, it's, it's, this has been going on forever. Oh, Okay. The, the, the front, front end of cars being taken. Sorry? The front yes. end of cars being taken. Yes, there are all sorts of things. Out in America, um, the, back in the 70s, they used to pull up with a van yeah. with a hoist on the side, oh, yeah. a welding t- uh, uh, bottles, right? They cut around the, uh, all of the connections to the engine, pull the engine out, oh. and take it. What? <laughs> what? They'd, t- they'd hoik the engine out? Yeah. That shows dedica- dedication it, to the cause, doesn't it? If you had something like a Corvette, yeah. you know, or wow. a Mustang or God. something like that. Yeah. Was, this, was, this in, was this in Los Angeles? It was, uh, yeah, it was in the more expensive areas, yeah. Okay, right. Of America? Yeah. Okay. That was back in the, back in the 70s and 80s. Wow. Uh, 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 Michael, it's, uh, it sounds terrifying. Imagine uh, that happening to your car. Imagine you come to your car and you go and start it and there's nothing happening. Well, it'd be like blooming, uh, what was that thing we used to, uh, candid camera? Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> hey, do you, remember, do you remember the beetle? Do you remember the beetle? Oh right. yeah. You know what? You know what I'm talking Where about. They Kath? dropped it in the canal. Where they dropped the car in the oh, canal. Look at his face. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. good. He dropped the car in the in the canal, and the fella went ballistic. How, how did he not get punched more? Did he? He must have got punched at some point. I'm sure they wouldn't have. I got probably punched. a film somewhere. I got punched in the street once doing that kind of uh, kind of stuff. You're asking for it. Yeah, you are asking for it. Well, uh, I, spe- I suspect they did a little bit of cutting. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> I would prefer punching. But, Michael, thank you very much. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there are hour-long delays between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Fli- sorry, Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and Junction 12 for Flitwick because of a serious accident involving two lorries and a car. So it's taking an hour to get through there. And also northbound on the M1 between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 11 for Dunstable Road, it's looking very slow. In Marston Mortain on the A421, there are queues from the uh, Milton Keynes Junction to the M1 Junction 13 as a result of that too. But the A1M northbound has all cleared and reopened after the accident at Junction 6 for Wellington. Garden City. In Wendover on the A413, that's been blocked by an accident at Nash Lee Road. Queues are in London Road and Nash Lee Road. And in Bounds Green on the A406 North Circular Road, there are delays because of a breakdown at the Cape Great Cambridge Interchange so that's causing queues between there and the M25. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Hey, text here, uh, a tweet here from Smudger. I love my daughter. I support all her decisions. I'm her father, not a judge. No, you can judge your daughter's decisions. Of course you can. I would add, uh, you know, I'm my my children's mother, not their friend. Yeah, exactly. I well, you can, you don't I you don't need to support all of their decisions, and you can you can still love them. You can say, look, I, I don't support what you're doing. I love you. I think this is a bad decision. Here's what I'm worried about. Yeah, uh, 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 and yeah, you're allowed to judge your kids, Smudger. And also, I would genuine uh, here. Okay, here we go. I'd rather I judge my kids than the public. Yeah, I, yeah. If your daughter becomes a page three model. You failed as a parent. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. I didn't even do the headlines because I think that sums it all up. 08459 455555. Let's get the weather with Kate, please. Good morning. It's a rather cold, damp and cloudy day across all three counties. Some outbreaks of rain this morning. One or two wintry flurries above high ground possible, but predominantly the temperature is above zero. It's not going to get much warmer, but we're looking at three, maybe four Celsius by the end of today. The rain fizzling out. We're hanging on to the cloud, though, through to this evening. Some breaks in the cloud mean the temperature temperature could drop down to minus two so any moisture left on untreated roads and surfaces today from our rainfall could freeze so some icy stretches some patchy frost and some mist and fog overnight for tomorrow morning a chilly start eventually we should start to see some brightness a dry day for thursday and a maximum temperature similar at four celsius and that's your forecast the FA People's Cup with BBC Get Inspired. John Motson has news from the park. Sarah from Accounts, a newcomer to five-a-side football, has just hit an inspired last-minute screamer. It's Sheffield Thursday 1, Aston Vanilla 2. Conor McNamara's at the Croft for the blind football match. Dynamo Chicken Kiev have finally got the breakthrough. The crowd are inspired and so are the players. The FA People's Cup is a new five-a-side tournament for amateur teams and individuals with BBC Get Get inspired. Oh. Back to John Murray at the wreck. A stunner from Avenue Road's 14-year-old striker. He only signed up this morning. The FA People's Cup. To find out how you could enter for free, I'm go right, to bbc.co.uk slash get inspired. Okay. 
Yeah, sure. Um, what have we got? You know courses? Yes. Yeah, the front ends keep going. Oh, and they keep going. Boy, oh boy, we've had loads of phone calls from people this morning telling us that they have had... Their, that it happened to a woman in Sainsbury's three times. And we also heard from Lee, who, who earlier on told us about his car, uh, his front end going on Friday, and yep. his girlfriend being told the police would be investigating because it's really common. Bedfordshire Police, yes. Well, we've got this from Bedfordshire Police. Oh, hey, good. They'll be telling us how common it is then. Um... Bedfordshire Police are warning Vauxhall Corsa and Zafira drivers to take precautions to protect their cars after three vehicles were targeted for parts in the last week. The theft of car parts was a significant issue in Luton and Bedfordshire in early 2014 and substantial investigation was undertaken that led to the recovery of numerous stolen vehicle parts and a number of arrests. Reporting levels do not indicate that high numbers of this crime type are occurring in the area at present. Hang on, three in a week? Even if you've only got the three in a week... That's quite high. I would say that was a spike. And it's not what Lee's girlfriend was told. No. Um, however, there have been three incidents in the past week. And then it lists the three incidents, including the one uh, that Lee's talking about in Birmingham. Right. As a precautionary measure, we're advising Vauxhall Corsa and Zafira owners and those with other high-performance vehicles, such as Astra's and Insignia VXRs, to park their cars in well-lit areas and ensure that their car alarm's always switched on whenever it's parked, even on a driver outside their house. Drivers could also use commercially available kits to property mark key parts of their vehicle to help us identify them if stolen and bring offenders to justice more rapidly yeah put fluorescent ink on your engines guys well as as the the guest said earlier on for the the car fella no one listens to car no one's listened to uh, to, paid any attention to car alarm since 1997 does your car have an alarm i don't think mine does it's got a little red light that flashes i imagine that 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 means that it's got something going on i don't think cars many car new cars had them now you've got immobilizers Am I right in saying I got told that car keys, you used to be able to buy a replacement car key at the shops in the 80s. Oh, is that right? I know people yeah. who've let themselves into other people's yeah. cars. It was the same model. Yeah, really? yeah. When, when, it was a proper, when it was a proper key, yeah. like a door yeah. key. Yeah, yeah. Army. Yeah, you, I used to be able to do that a lot. There were certain makes that, I think minis, you could get into <laughs> other minis because it, it was pretty much the same key. It was like a door key. <laughs> or there were like three, four variations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin Dealey. Boss, I famously took that one to the street and you're absolutely spot on. I spoke to people about a year ago who went into various car parks thinking it was their vehicle. Yeah. Let's just say a Mini, BMW, Let's whatever just say a Mini or a BMW, okay. yeah. Yeah, and it happened to them. So you can actually, with well, some cars, you can get into another vehicle with your own key. I know some people who got into the vehicle and tried to start it up. They were sitting there and thought, oh, where's my tape gone? Yeah. And that's when they realised they are in the wrong car. Yeah. Mm. The best one, it's not a car, but the best one of walking through the wrong door I think we did this as a yeah. phone in uh, was when I was on uh, Skiathos a Greek island and we were in this kind of little villa complex loads of little apartments and I burst in in the afternoon and I went this is the FBI you're all under arrest and I thought this looks a little bit odd I don't remember that suitcase <laughs> and then I heard a moan in the bed I looked over and it was some it was some fella in a bed I was in completely the wrong apartment I was in the, I was in the apartment next door and I had to go I'm so sorry this is, the, uh, this is the wrong room oh you didn't arrest him no I did not arrest him I wasn't actually official FBI at this point <laughs> then when that night we were at a wedding and we sat down having dinner and I turned to introduce myself to the couple next to me as you do and the guy went yeah we've met I said oh no I think you might recognise me because I've been on TV he said no we met you burst into my room today pretending you were in the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was terrible. And that's how you met your father-in-law. That's yeah, brilliant. Uh, Dealey. Yes. Page three. We've kind of moved the argument on from yesterday. Mm-hmm. and Inspired by one caller who said, yeah, he'd be happy for his daughter to be old school page three, to get her boobs out and, yep. and let everyone have a look at them. And I just think... 
I think if, you, if your daughter ends up doing that, you, you, you've, done so, you've gone wrong somewhere. Because surely you should be able to bring them up with a moral code and just a sense of... Um, they're better than that. They've got, they've got more to give than that. What if somebody's daughter's unemployed and they're earning absolutely no money at all? People have got to earn money, haven't they? Yeah, not by getting their boobs out. So just sit at home and do nothing then? No, you can go and work in a supermarket. You can go and work. There are, there are jobs out there that don't involve taking your top the off. The way you two talk about this is just fascinating. Nobody has got a gun to these girls' heads saying, you must do this. They no. don't want to do it. They're no, quite because, happy because doing they're, it. Because they're, no, that's what I'm saying. If, if your daughter is brought up to, to be happy doing that, then yeah. their moral code is skewed. Do you read The Sun? Do you buy The Sun, boss? No, Matt, I, I don't Has, buy Do you it. buy it? Do I no, no, we, exactly. We, we Why read, are you moaning about it? Then? We read it here. I also think that it's too easy to assume that readers of the Sun, that's what they're buying it for. It's That's old-fashioned. There's more to the Sun reader these it's days. It's just... I just want to say... R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> Find out what it means to me. Yeah. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Then I don't know what she says after that bit. Take out the TCP. That's what she does say, doesn't it? The medicine. I think that TCP is very useful. Oh, it's a great for warding. Yeah, it does. Does she does? But she does say that. Doesn't take out the TCP. Yeah, whatever that means. Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> Let's get her on the program. Sorry, Ben. I think she means take out respect, but I don't know what that spells. So take out the TCP from. Hang on a minute. Let me get a pen. Right. Uh, what is, how do you spell it? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Take out the T-C-P. Well, you've got Respy. Resi. Reezy. Resi. Maybe she prefers Savlon. <laughs> Could be. Anyway, Justin, we're going off on a, uh, yeah. on, on a tangent there. Um, you took this to the streets, boss. Yeah, really awkward one this morning. Hey. Sometimes when I go on the streets, I tell people uh, what I'm about to ask. I give them 30 seconds to think of their answer. Today, I just went straight in there. Would you be happy if your daughter was a topless model on page three? Some of these answers might surprise you. Here's what people had to say. OK, I'm going to go straight in there with this question. Uh, how old is your daughter? 28. How would you feel if she was a topless model on page three? I'd feel fine with that. I'd be absolutely fine. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Why would you be fine with it? Because I don't see anything wrong with it. It's just looking at something. She's not um, selling them. She's just literally showing a part of the body that's quite nice. If it's beautiful, why not? So you don't mind men, dirty old men, picking up that paper, having a a good old look at your daughter? No, because they'll never meet her. No. She'll get plenty of money for that and then... She'll leave it. Would you be proud to, let's say, go to a family party with your daughter, knowing what she does for a living? I wouldn't say I'd be proud of it, but I'd be quite pleased with the money she'd earned. And if she got far ahead with the money she earned from it, I'd be happy with that. Ash, I'm going to put a direct question to you. Again, please don't be offended by this question, but it's something we're talking about today. How many daughters have you got? One. And how old's your daughter? She's acting in her 30s. How would you feel if she said, Dad... I want to be a page three topless model. Would you be happy with that? No. You cough straight away there. Uh, no, it's not just my scene. <laughs> Tell us why you wouldn't be happy with it. Oh, it just demeans women, really. And it... So you've never looked at page three in your life? No, but I'm not, not deliberately. I mean, I wouldn't seek, out for, seek it out. Not deliberately? Well, I wouldn't seek it out. I mean, obviously, somebody's looking at them, looking over somebody's shoulder or whatever, but it, it just doesn't do anything for me. And if your daughter wants to do it, I can clearly tell that, that you'd be highly offended. <laughs> she, she's not going to do it. I mean, would you not talk to her? 
again, if she said, I want to be a page three model? No, it's very unlikely she would do it, actually, to be honest. But if she said, Dad, this is what I want to do, do you think you might not talk to her? Uh, you know, she has her own mind to make up, but she just isn't going to do it. You made that very clear. Thank you very much. Thank you. I wouldn't like it because I know how I used to view uh, page three girls, so I wouldn't like it at all. No, I wouldn't. Tell me why. Because that's not, that's not her identity. That's not what she will do. Uh, she will be very unhappy and... No, I don't agree. But what if she I was happy? What if she said, Mum, I'm really happy, this is what I want to do? How would you react then? Uh, well, I would have to talk to her. Well, I suppose if it's something, her choice, but I will be a little bit against that. Fair play, Josh. Both pastry girls do make a lot of money, don't they? They do make a lot what, of money. What are the figures? I don't know how oh. much the, the exact figures are. Oh, because you were just saying that they made a lot of money. Well, I'm sure they earn a lot more than what I do. 12 Put grand a year. Way. 12 grand a year? It's surprising, isn't it? Well, where have you got that figure from? I've got it from... Uh, Google? Yeah, from simplygorgeous.com. Right. It's um, girls, uh, pastry girls earn from around £12,000 a year. One model was getting £180 a shoot. Right. So, So yeah. we're basing that on one website? Well, as opposed to a guess, yeah. Well, why don't we just ask a page three model to come on the show tomorrow and tell us? I'm sure she would tell us it's a lot higher than £12,000 a year. Depends which one you ask. It depends. If you're talking to, um, to I don't know, any of their names anymore, you can earn a lot more than that. Yeah, of course if you, you know can. their names, then that would suggest that they earn quite a lot. But yeah. there are plenty of girls who get chewed up and spat out. Yeah, there, there are again, loads of girls you see in right. You see them once and that's it. All right, well, so that's, that's £112,000 yeah. £12, a year is better than nothing a year if that person's unemployed. <laughs> it's their choice. It's what they want to do. I don't think anybody would want their daughter no. to be a page three model. But if it's their choice and their living, well, surely you've got to support your children. No, you? no, no. No, no so no. you don't support your kids? Not if they make decisions like, look, we've got to go because it's the end of the show. <laughs> I'll see you upstairs, Justin. We'll have this Cheers, conversation boss. in the office. Thank you. Uh, finally, Kevin says, with changing attitudes in 2015, what would you say to a daughter who wanted to breastfeed in public? I'd say, go ahead because you're not sexualising your breasts. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are still hour-long queues on the M1 northbound from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes to 12 for Flittick because of the accident there that's closed two lanes. And northbound there are queues between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 12 for Flittick with people looking over to the opposite carriageway. It's causing queues on the diversion around Ridgemont. Station Road's looking very busy between uh, Newport Road and Woburn uh, because of those problems on the M1. And on in Wendover on the A413 northbound, that's been blocked by another accident at Nashley Road. It's causing queues on both approaches from Risborough Road and having a look at the trains at Belly Great Town going to have 15 minute delays into London Liverpool Street and that's because of a passenger setting off a train alarm earlier Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio Hey Samantha, thank you very much indeed Don't forget and I keep forgetting to remind me we'll, we'll, we'll really sell this tomorrow between half seven and eight on Friday mornings between half seven and eight o'clock you can just rock up to the studio knock on the door and you come and sit in the studio with me and Kath you don't need a skill you don't need a talent you, you don't need anything. Clothes. You need clothes, ideally. Back tomorrow at six. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you want Britain to stay in Europe?